0: Welcome back to Road to Rings. The, uh, I don't actually think this has a, uh, subtitle sort of thing. Um, anyway, I'm Bard Lee, joined by Shellen. This is, we only did one episode of this, right?
1: We this did, year? yep. Yep, this year only one pre-con episode, so this would be episode two. Okay, yeah,
0: so this is episode two of two. We're not doing another one. Uh, this is, like, the reflection wrap-up of our experience at con of the rings 2023 in roseville minnesota um how is it to be in the, the midwest Sheldon? before we start here
1: you know it, it's always funny because the only part of the midwest that i get to see is like the highway between the airport and roseville and then roseville is just kind of ugly we talked about this uh, <laughs> when we were there with a couple of people like you know, it's it's kind of like strip mally and industrially, and everything's yeah. flat. Ah, uh, so it was fine. I, I other than the humidity, I didn't really get much of a midwestern experience. I I tried to get us to stop at uh, Menards, Menards,
0: yeah, Menards, Menards,
1: Menards yes, uh, on Menards. the way. Yeah. Uh, but nobody would let me stop and go in there. Um, and I didn't make it to like Portillos or Culver's or anything like that this year. So no, like, uh, your
0: pronunciation is. I know yeah, I did that yeah.
1: one intentionally bad, <laughs> Portillos. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted the to Culver's, hurt you there. Yeah, oh yeah. God. So I, I, didn't really get much of a Midwest experience this time around, other than just being miserably humid. One of the days that it was warm outside.
0: Yeah, that is that's pretty Midwestern. That's real. <laughs> um, you know it's funny. Uh, our uh, oh, because you yeah, you took a different um, Uber back. Um, mm-hmm. The Uber driver I had with John and Derek. Uh, I don't. He did not take us through the highway to the airport for some reason. I didn't quite understand it. He like drove us through part of the city and some that of that like, kind of is what of these, happened
1: like, with me and Meg Also, we took an Uber okay. together, and yeah, it was like residential, like thirty-five mile per hour streets the entire way to the airport, basically.
0: Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is like, I, well, also I could see like hill, rolling hills with trees, and I was like, oh, the Midwest. I forgot what this is like, and I was just like, <laughs> look at this Midwestern like. You know, suburban part of city town. I was like, ah, oh, this is like nostalgic. So, uh yeah, I did eat at Portillo's, and I was like, damn, I am. Uh, I was like, so nice to be back in the Midwest, eat some of this like garbage food. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I miss some of this stuff, and just like, uh our uh, is it High Pines? Is that the place that we went? Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah. She had such a uh Ocean accent. I was like, oh my god, I'm back. <laughs> So um, that was a little nostalgic for me. I, I'm saying that I've been away for, what, like three years? <laughs> yeah. I still have some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I enjoyed being back a little bit. Oh, except, yeah, it was, yeah, it was very, like I said, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to be in the Midwest. Uh, I'll
1: have to make sure to get some, like, what, lutefisk and um, what what's your weird sandwich? Cannibal sandwich or something like oh, that. Oh, cannibal sandwich. That I make it just to really... Uh, <laughs> Uh, make sure I get the full experience next time around.
0: Yeah, I didn't have any cheese curds, but we have a Culver's here in Lawrence, Kansas. So it's like if I just want cheese curds, I'll just freaking I can drive like three minutes down the road and get them. So it's not like it's uh I haven't had deep fried cheese curds in forever. So you know, um, anyway, uh, we're not here to just talk about the Midwest. Uh, even though we're going to talk about something that happened in the Midwest. Uh, like I said, this episode is actually about Con of the Rings. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the old uh, mullet strategy here. We're going to do business up front, party in the back. So, we're basically going to structure this episode is um, we're going to front load with uh, the games that we played uh, together and separate uh, for Lord of the Rings. And then, uh, back half will just be all the shenanigans we got up to. um, And basically, just all the horsing around that we did. We did a lot of it. (laughs) Let's be real,
1: right? Yeah, there were some shenanigans Um, for sure. Yeah, so
0: that will be... That section is is, is kind of for us, really. Uh, this front section is for you guys here. So, uh, we'll start with the first game of the con, which we shared together. Uh, so, one of the things... I guess... Um, I don't know if we've ever really talked about this or the crew ever talked about this. One of the things that's kind of like a negative of the way that we do swag reveal at con of the rings is we do it as the very first thing is then the only people left to play with are people from cardboard of the Rings, Yeah. <laughs> Cause everybody's playing games already. As soon as you hand it out. Cause then we like, we got to stand in the line, you know, or, you know, have people come through, check them off on the checklist. Um, I got to run around and, uh, catch everybody on video, blah, 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 blah. And then so, um, yeah, first game of the con we shared, we played foundations of stone uh, with Matt, who showed up uh, like literally like right after we did Swag, which was so yep. funny. Because he was the guy I wanted there to be the Well, I guess we should say this, but I wanted to be there the most, and of course he showed up like literally like three minutes after we were done, and it was like <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you're here to watch us check people off on all this. Great, Matt. I, well, uh, I'm sure he enjoyed seeing the Excel spreadsheet in action, but uh, so, in this game, uh, I guess we're already off to a little bit of shenanigans here. I know that on the first one, we talked about how we were going to have all these hilarious alt-art decks to play. Uh, and so in this game, I played the uh, hamburglers Turn deck, McBayorn's, whatever you want to call it, uh, basically Keldara that I've talked about a million times, but all the art was McDonald's. You played your... Uh, Last Alliance of uh, Bears and Trees, and that's the Care Bear one, and then Matt played his uh, Fellowship Lego deck uh, that he had, like, framed all the art, and then, like, Photoshop filters and all this crazy stuff on it, and um, that's a Fellowship deck that she... That's Chris's deck, right?
1: Yep, yep. Chris built the yeah. deck. He, Matt just did all of the alt art for it.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, I would say our con got off to a rip roaring start. Would you agree? There's
1: uh I no. mean, it was very reminiscent of last year's con for me, actually. <laughs> and how it started, which is just really funny. Cause yeah, I remember Matt prior like while we're setting up the game asked if he could use the one ring. And both of us were like, Well, yeah, we're not using it, that's fine. <laughs> and right, just didn't yeah. think anything of it because that was that was my only thought was it being a uniqueness conflict. I was like, no, I'm not I didn't bring it for any of my decks. Go ahead. And uh that was a terrible, horrible, rotten, no good decision as it turned out.
0: Yeah, I mean he partially made a mistake on who he put it on. Um he put it on yeah, so that deck is uh what he was playing were Lorigorn, Tactics Boromir, and Leadership Frodo. He put the ring on Leadership Frodo, which proved to be the fatal error because uh we revealed uh some Dark and Dreadfuls, which was this uh treachery that does Direct damage to exhausted characters, and um, this was like turn.
1: It was turn one. Yeah, turn one. Turn one and, staging. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, because it's right, because I think uh, there's the foundation starts with the r- random reveal, I think, and then yep. yeah. So which they got rid of, but anyway, yeah. So uh, Matt takes a couple of dark and dreadfuls onto leadership Frodo, and the game is over like immediately. <laughs>
1: yep Frodo <laughs> uh, died with the ring and we lost before we finished the quest phase of our first game at the con so it, uh, like I yeah. said it was just it was major flashbacks to like into a Thillion and siege of carry <laughs> and stuff from the con last year of just like uh, stupid treachery design ending our game before it even started really
0: yeah and Ugh. you know we had all we had all forgotten that one too because like, right. like we kind of knew some of the other ones
1: Right, we I knew know, Sudden Pitfall. Like, that's the one you all remember from, from those it, yeah, decks, you and, know, because uh, it's like, you need to play an ally first turn so you don't lose a hero. Like, nobody thought, mm-hmm. like, we're going to get direct damage to death in the first round of staging. No. Um, so, yeah,
0: that went really poorly. And then uh, Matt swapped out the One Ring, and mm-hmm. he went with uh, some other cards in it to get sort that was broken. He made some swapsies into his deck to avoid this problem. And, uh, you know...
1: It came for him again.
0: (laughs) It did not really solve the problem. Because uh, I was watching the the video of it, and uh, you had, like, this full board going.
1: Yeah, my deck was humming.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, I panned to me, and I have one hero left, because I got sudden pitfall on Dane, which is discard-defending character, so it's like, well, I lost Dane, and then because the you, don't a, <laughs> yeah, you don't have a defender now because I lost my hero, I, I don't have Prince Immerhill anymore. I only have Arwen, and I'm like, oh, this is going well. And then Matt also got a dead hero because he's got um, Dark and Dreadful has killed Frodo again.
1: Um, Not only did it kill Frodo, but the problem was that he, he literally flipped his fellowship contract, finally was had Mm -hmm. sword that was broken out and was questing for like thirty one for us or something. And then Dark and Dreadful does two direct damage if you're at a dark location. And it killed Bill the Pony. So then it killed Frodo and a couple other Hobbit allies as well. So he went from his like fully powered up board of nine fellowship to like five characters on the board without the boost instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Again. I mean it just completely neutered his deck a second time.
0: Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah to uh, to have it happen Twice, but um, despite that, we actually limped forward um, to the stage 4, so if people have not played Foundations of Stone or didn't get a chance to, um, this is the first, in the chronology of the game, this is the first one that splits players into different uh, individual stages, Mm -hmm. and so uh, normally at stage 4, like, there's, like, uh, stage 3 does this, like, washed away thing and, like... This card, a whole bunch of crap It sets up the counter next or Blah 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 blah. Really boring, uh, crap. Um, and then each person gets a different stage, and it's uh, you have to quest through it and do all this stuff. And then you guys join. Uh, what happens is when a player completes a stage, they can join another player, and then on and on and on. So like you, the goal is to like join up back together, and then when everybody's joined, then you can advance to the last stage of the thing. However, um, we opted to do the achievement. Version of it, and it replaced these stage fours from the uh, original set with uh, more challenging ones. I guess I don't, I don't remember what the old ones do, so I don't know if those are challenging or not, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's been a long time since I played Foundations of Stone, so it gave us different ones. And uh, what happened was, I got one where I had to uh, basically add three nameless things to the stage here <laughs> which is my deck with uh, one hero. Yep. Um I did have a good amount of allies on the table cuz I had done the Kaldara thing so this is like I was still limping but I still had like guys at least. Um you got one that made you discard all of your resources from your heroes which you did not care about and nope. then you had to reveal two cards uh during staging instead of one um which
1: also I didn't mean, you care were, about really. Yeah. <laughs> you were
0: supposed to set up it didn't matter, yeah. Yeah. And then Matt got, uh, it basically exhausted all of his ready heroes, and then he could not ready with player card effects, Mm -hmm. so, um, not ideal for a guy who's playing this Fellowship deck, and, uh, half his board just got wiped like the turn before, um, that said, we, we made it, I mean, we won the game, so.
1: Yeah, I like to think, I can't remember who I went and rescued first, but basically I powered through my stage instantly and then went and saved. I think probably Matt, because he didn't have any heroes. Uh, I, think,
0: it... I think it was me. I think you because okay, think...
1: you just had so many enemies, and yeah. no way to really kill them with your board right, state.
0: I could have yeah. just treaded water forever, but if you joined me, I think we could just kill them all right, because I got really easy... Uh... With the nameless things, they flip over the top cards of your deck, and that becomes their stats. And they were all really low, mm-hmm. so it was like I—I I think one was a, one high card. Everything else was like under like one or zero, basically. So uh, I just needed to join up with you, and you just
1: like smack. That's them right, yeah. I was able to I was able to join you at the travel phase in mine because I quested through. So I came into combat and had Grimbeorn and an army of Ents to kill some nameless things. So, and then we rescued Matt, and we got out alive. Yes, yeah. Uh yeah. So despite our like.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting uh, set of games. I mean, it was... uh, I wasn't sure we were going to pull it off when Matt and I lost so much of our boards. Yeah. It was like, ooh, this could be tough. But, I mean, you were so set up that I was like, okay, at least we have one person who's good to go. Um, But... uh, I mean, we avoided, like, Lost and Alone as well. that would have been really bad for me. That makes you, like... Um shuffle a hero, uh, into, shuffle your your hero into your deck. Yeah. You know? uh, then I would have just well, I guess I could've taken everything undefended then. Um because mm-hmm. I had no heroes, but I could not have played anything. <laughs> ever again, probably. But what kind uh, of deck
1: just takes everything undefended? That sounds like a weird that's deck idea.
0: Yeah, that that <laughs> probably didn't happen at all. No one would do something like that. That sounds freaking dumb as hell. Um but yeah, so I I, I thought it was fun. It's been a long time since I played Foundations and I had not played it. At that player con, uh, have I played it? It has been a long time. If I had played it more than two players, um, okay. so it was fun. Um, you know, we we left one of the uh, stage fours we didn't get to see. I got to see it later, which I'll talk about. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good uh, good time, and it was funny. I mean, so it was good start, good start to the con. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to lose a game right away, and then it was fun to have a a tense one. Um, especially getting to play all of our dumb alt art decks, like, it's always hilarious. Like, Matt's was pretty easy to tell because he did a good job, like, trying to replicate the card art, but with both of us playing with new decks that we had never played with with the art before, like, (laughs) you just look over there and it's like, I have no idea what's going on on your board state.
2: I barely know what's going on on
1: mine. (laughs) Like, you you know, which, what, Bjorning is this? Which Ent is this? (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was, it was fun, but it was definitely a, a learning curve with the althart decks there for me, at least. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, part of the the Hamburgler's turn deck is I just it's very confusing as to what those things are to begin with when you are just looking at them. It's like, look, I know who Hamburgler is, I know who Grimace is, I know who Mayor McCheese is, uh, and I know who those nugget things are. That that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I am like, is there anything else with this deck? Because I don't remember any of these things, so. Um... A lot of looking at it, trying to figure out what is this uh, to begin with and then having to figure out what the card is. But um, yeah, good, fun time. Uh, Your.
1: I guess I should, should I do um Yeah, because I think you played a game after that immediately. I left from that game immediately to go to the A-Lap lunch uh, with okay. the, the rest of the long extended party crew and then we went back to the hotel after that one. So I had a pretty long window after that game before I played another one, actually. Okay, yeah,
0: so... um, Yeah, I will go here then. So the next game I played was... I did 7th level with John and Matt. Once again, This uh, (laughs) the... Uh, sway thing has left uh nobody available to play than cardboard of the rings people because now the you know the whole like when people are finishing thing,
1: right? We uh, started has... late, so everybody was already like multiple turns into their second game <laughs> at that point, yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah, especially because we got we had to freaking redo foundations of stone, um, mm-hmm. you know, we got totally um messed up there, so uh, in this one. I played uh the how's it uh the blue shell of friendship or something like that. I forget what it's called. Um yep. I played a mar uh a Mario Kart alt art deck that John had built. It was um basically a, a good I asked him what how to play it and he was like it's basically just a good stuff deck. It was like uh Galadriel, Barragond with the One Ring and uh Tactics Aowin. So it's yeah, just like Good cards right. uh, <laughs> matt played another lego deck uh you know really sticking to his brand here this was his one from the previous year his three hunters deck mm-hmm. and then john played um some last alliance deck with Moldor. i i tried to look at the video i could not make out who his other hero was it was an alt art and i didn't recognize it
1: yeah, he was um, he was doing Noldor and Dwarves, because I remember he got oh. Tale of the Nalglamir into there. I don't remember yeah. who the hero was, but it was a, a Noldor Dwarf Alliance deck. Okay,
0: that's probably why I was confused, because I didn't think about ever pairing those two together, because, like, they're both so strong. <laughs> it's like, why would I need to pair them together? Uh, Yeah, so, seventh level, we played it. Uh, we didn't play Nightmare, we played Standard, so it's not a very hard quest to begin with. And um, so we pretty much rolled through it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to really talk about. Uh, The the main thing is that we, again, opted to do the uh, achievement challenge where uh, I should have looked at the card here. One of the stages, uh, we had to reveal three or look at three cards per player. Instead of, I think, is it like one card per play? I don't, even, I don't know what it is. And then um, each enemy went to the staging area. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at nine cards and adding enemies to the staging area. But uh, honestly, this quest is not super hard. The decks we played were probably too good for the quest, too. So it's not like a super notable one. We pretty much just won it pretty easily. And I honestly, I think those enemies that came out at the end... Didn't matter because it's like I think we basically just like
1: yeah you just need to quest through basically I mean yeah so.
0: we pretty much just quested over but yeah it was like it was it was not really notable um so uh well I enjoyed our game of Foundation Zone that quest I thought still was fun um seventh level when it's not nightmare because I I have the nightmare and I've played it uh a few months ago or whatever and it was pretty fun in nightmare but yeah it's it's kind of boring in uh um. Regular, but it was it was it was mostly fun to just kind of like get some more goofy decks to the play the Mario Kart one, but yeah, um, yeah, not really noteworthy to speak of in terms of its actual like uh, quest here. Uh, so then we did uh, a thing that we'll talk about later, and then I believe you and I then would have played. Uh, the next thing on my list would have happened when you were playing one of um, your games. So why don't you do one of yours before I do mine? Because okay. re- it'll be a repeat again. So
1: Sure. So, yeah, after we did Alep Lunch and, yeah, went back to the hotel for a bit, we came back to the center and I played with John Leo and Chris. Um, and we decided to play Flight from Moria, the... Uh, third quest in that deluxe box. I only had brought the Nightmare, uh, so we did play Nightmare version of that one. And we played, I don't know the exact number, but it was approximately five times we tried that quest and we lost in the first or, I think we made it to the second round once. Where we lost, we lost in the first round the other four times. And it wasn't even Nightmare cards that were really doing it to us. It was just the kind of the mechanics of the quest in multiplayer and then some of the treacheries. Like, you talked about revealing cards uh, that you know this is early in the life cycle of a game that's what setup is a lot of the time setup on stage 1a has each player reveal a card then some of the 2a's when you hit them have you reveal a card when you reveal the 2a at the beginning of the quest phase and then each then you reveal three cards obviously for staging and then there was a treachery in there uh, the massing of the deep treachery that says you know when revealed reveal an encounter card for each player in the game. So we had one round where we revealed like 14 encounter cards in the first round. And it was just like, <laughs> you know, we were playing good decks. We we traded around the table. I think John played his Sylvan deck, um, and then Chris and I traded some decks. I played one of his at the end of all things contracts, and he played my Eagle deck, and they were all good decks, and we just got crushed. I mean, <laughs> like we We never stood a chance, and you know, I joked, you know, when we were kind of talking before the episode here that, you know, I didn't, we didn't do a good job of looking at a lot of the Delph cards beforehand to kind of prepare for what was coming. And my solution after this was I just quit playing Delph the rest of the con. And I yeah. think Chris <laughs> did too. We, cause you know, we did, we had all the weird treachery stuff happen in Foundations of Stone and then seventh or the flight from Moria happened. And I was just like, I'm, I'm just not playing the cycle anymore. Like, if somebody had wanted to play shadow and flame, I think I probably would have done it. Cause that one's just kind of interesting, but th- this was the last world elf I played, which is the two games. Oh, basically. You lie. You lie. Well, the, we'll get to that one at the very end. <laughs> Cause that's a very, very different, very right. weird game. But the, but I mean, like at this point I was like, Nope, I'm just playing Alep the rest of the weekend. Um, the the early card design for some of these cycles is just really bad at mm. at scaling in multiplayer. Sure. We saw it last year with the airs, and we saw it a little bit this year. Like, it, it's just <laughs> it just was unfun, and that was, we, we called it quits there, and, and moved on and played a different quest together after that one.
0: Yeah, I, uh, that is one thing about the early ones is, yeah, they're like as you said, they're so swingy. They're very inconsistent and there's like mm-hmm. a lot of uh, or cancel or die. That's what I always refer to them as too. It's right? Like you can't ride a lot of stuff. Um, it's just going to kill you and it's kind of annoying. It's kind of frustrating. Um, right. Well, so, then the yeah. flip
1: side is what you were talking about beforehand where it's like we bring these decks to the con and nobody brings I mean, <laughs> some of us bring some bad decks to the con, but for the most part, you bring good decks to the con. <laughs> so then you sit down and play a quest like seventh level and just obliterate it because everybody bought brought like a, at least an A tier deck. You know what I mean mm-hmm. to the to the table for it. So y- y- there's some of that weird swinginess into all that way too, where like some of the quests just really never stood a chance, and then some of them just beat you in a way where you never really stood a chance. Like it, it, it and neither of those are particularly memorable or fun. Like you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think. um uh, Well, I guess uh, I'll I'll do mine here. Um because then, I, well, we can do a little bit of thoughts about Casa um, Doom, because this is also going to be my last foray into Casa Doom, I once again played Foundations of Stone. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I forget who suggested it. Um, I think John did, it, and I think Matt and I were just like, "Sure, whatever." I mean, we played. We played it literally uh, like two hours ago, or whatever. But like, who cares? Whatever. Um, so once again, I rolled out the Hamburglar uh, deck. Because I knew that I needed... Well, I just played the Mario Kart deck, because so I was like, I don't, I don't really want to play it again. Um, and I know you need Spirit in it, because I was like, well... <laughs> I played this earlier today, and I remember there's some of these really annoying cards in it. Um, but... Uh, oh, no, actually... Sorry, I've made a mistake here in my notes here. Um, because... Let's rewind here. Initially, and I did not write them down here, the initial decks we played were not good against this. Um, Matt had a different had a deck that I don't remember what it was. It's, it's in the video, but I don't remember anymore. And I played the same deck that Matt played. Um, however, I was like, ah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to think, and I'm going to attach the ring to... Uh, Aragorn instead,
2: Mm, uh, and
0: and not have um, Leadership Frodo die and and lose the game. Uh, However, Leadership Frodo still died once again to freaking Dark and Dreadful, (laughs) because I made the same damn mistake as Matt, which is I quested with Bill and Leadership Frodo, which is the mistake. You can't can't quest with Bill. Yeah. And um, I had forgotten that you can't quest with Bill. Because uh, i never played this deck either, so I was like, I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I was just, I was like, uh, um, really just flying by the seat of my pants and trying to learn how to play the deck, and then...
1: Uh, That's hilarious that that treachery got Frodo three times in, like, the first couple hours of the con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but honestly,
0: um, yeah, so I I, I lost uh, Frodo, but none of us were doing well. It was a, it was a problem, like, we all kind of brought, like... Um, not top tier, but we brought, like, the next tier. Instead of like, S tier. We brought maybe, like, A and B. And it was like, oh, well, this is not going to work. Um, so we switched it up, and then I went with Hamburglar. Uh, essentially because I saw this again. I was like, oh, my God. Freaking Dark. I can't believe. I just, just thought Dark and Dreadful would kill us like that again. <laughs> I was just like, that happened once <laughs> today. I'm right. not going to do it again.
1: Um, nope. Yeah, the Encounter deck's <laughs> 80 cards thick. What are the chances we see it? I, like,
0: I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like... Yeah, the, the, the statistically this is in my favor. And uh, obviously it was not. I gotta learn how to do some math apparently. Um, <laughs> and then um, John played a, a a lore victory display deck. And then uh, Matt played his perilous voyage Gondor deck. So the really thick um, 100 card deck. Uh, and then much better. We were much more prepared. Our deck's played a lot better john was putting you know, a lot of like so the weird thing too with the victory display one though uh and you'll hopefully you'll remember this because we had, obviously you've played Foundation recently is dude there's not a lot to choose from that's not bad
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like a couple of the treacheries really suck but like for the most part until you get to the second bit where like washes everything away and you get the nameless things there just aren't that many bad cards there and then by the time you're dealing with the nameless things, it's like late enough in the quest that I imagine getting them in the victory display doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't really help you at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, um... Because he was doing, like, uh, like Goblin Follower was in the victory display, and it's like, uh, okay. You know? Um, I think we... Yeah, and the locations we had there were just kind of like, they're kind of just a little annoying, but they're not that bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, a little little bit weird there where I was like, yeah, there's, I mean, like, he would choose it and he would just kind of be like, I guess, you know, because it wasn't like, like like you said, it's not until later in the game where the the really bad stuff kind of shows up um, that you can really use the stuff on. Um, so to give us a rundown of our four, or our three stages we got, uh, Matt got the discard resources revealed to cards ones. He did not care, didn't matter for him. John got the exhaust heroes and no readying. He did not care. And then I got um, the one that we did not see in our game, which was uh, it would make you discard your highest cost ally. And if you had, I think, a certain amount, then it made you discard your two highest cost, which was really funny because I discarded your buyer. And then I went to discard an Erebor guard, and I picked him up, and I was like, oh, this is Prince Emerald. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize it, because he is Mayor McCheese, and then the Erebor guard is like a police officer guy with a cheeseburger head. And I I couldn't tell the difference between them, apparently. And right. I was like, because they look the same to me. I know, mean, I've never, I've played this deck now, this is the second time ever, so, or I guess third, if you want to count our one-turn game. <laughs> but, uh... So I totally did not know what was going on. And then um, so I was like, well, I mean, I paid two for him because I thought he was Airborne Guard. And so I was like, whatever, I don't care. I guess I'll just discard, discard uh, my air. I had an Airborne Guard in play. And I was like, I guess I'll just discard both these guys or whatever. And then Jubai, I didn't care. I was too set up. Um, and then it also would not let me uh, cancel when revealed, which uh, even though I was playing the spirit deck, I didn't have one in hand anyway. So it was like, I was like, whatever, who cares? You know? Um, and... Then we just kind of cruised through it. It wasn't that bad. Um, The enemy one is the one that I think can really be the worst.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think one of the normal foundations things makes you grab two of them. Uh, So this one ramps it up and makes you grab three. And you got lucky in our game, like you said, that they grab some like zero and one cost cards Mm -hmm. out of the top of your deck. But man, if you got some big ones, you know, you've got these three things swinging at you for 12 or whatever each round. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm really mess you up. I'm playing a Kaldara deck, so I've got a lot of high cost cards. Yeah, there, you know, so it's like that could have went really poorly for me, uh, but it was I got really lucky because I had basically played a lot of the high cost cards already, so it didn't matter. But yeah, I think that's probably the worst one. These other ones didn't really seem to do anything when it hit any of us we were in the game with you. You guys were just kind of like eh, whatever. And then yeah, in this game, everybody was kind of like eh, whatever. Um, so I didn't I didn't feel as if those really um, juiced it in a way that anybody really cared. Um, and, and probably just in in both cases, we probably also played decks that were too good, where it was just like you could just shirk off all of the extra stuff. So, um, yeah, my overall thoughts: these are the only two quests from uh, World of that I played were uh, Foundations of Stone and Seventh Level. Uh, I was, I guess I like maybe could have been convinced to play into the pit nightmare if somebody had had it, mm-hmm. but, um, because that one's like, that's another one where it's like, it's harder, but it's not insanely hard, but it's more fun hard, right?
1: Yeah, um, the nightmare of that, the first two quests of the deluxe do a fun job of like giving you a really swarmy enemy quest, which we just don't have a ton of, um, mm-hmm. in the game. and And they do, I think the nightmares do a really good job of keeping it tense for a bit.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm not sure there were any other ones that I really wanted to... buy. Like The one I really wanted to get under the table was Foundations of Stone, just because it's like... Yeah. I, the t- a chance I get to play three or four players at the con is cool, because that's a really good one for when you have a lot of people together. Um, but none of them are really that hot, in my opinion. Um, so I wasn't seeking any more out. It wasn't that big of a deal for me to not play any other ones. Um, the achievements on some of them seemed kind of interesting, but... Mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Nothing to really make me really want to...
1: No, I wasn't going to play Redhorn Gate just because there were some fun achievements. Just <laughs> You know, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I wasn't going to yeah. play Long Dark. I didn't even bring it. Like Yeah, yeah that's so. true.
0: I, I will say they did in the with the way the achievements worked, they had you like remove cer- certain, cards, certain cards, so they, like, cards. which was those. cool. Yeah, and then they, they swapped in new new ones which were more like fair to yeah, play against really well ju-
1: done job i I by the the con committee on those ones, I think.
0: Yeah, so like I could have been, I guess if I guess uh it wasn't a thing that I was really thinking and we'll get to why I wasn't really like thinking very much or well that day, uh but uh um If I had kind of realized that, I maybe would have been more incentivized to play him because, like, that was one of the reasons I didn't want to play him. Was like, oh, the guy, God, these freaking cards suck. I don't want to just have to run, like, Spirit to, like, cancel these cards, right? Um, But I just uh, didn't really occur to me to do that. So, Um, yeah, I think uh, that's it for me on the first day. I think you have one more that you played, right?
1: Yeah. So after quitting Flight from Aurea, we decided to play the, uh, some Alep <laughs> at that point, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I did the rest of the weekend, and it was fun. I mean, I, I think one big thing for me on this was, you know, I I was the lead playtester on the first cycle for, for Alep, so I played these quests so many times back in, like, 2019 and 2020. Like, you can't imagine how many times I've played these quests. Oh, yeah. Up to the point where I haven't played them since, really. Like, you know, it was back on Octagon, you know, early in the mornings meeting up with other folks or just playing when I had time. So it was really, really fun to get to go back and revisit some of these quests that, you know, like I had a pretty big hand in helping shape uh, and do some of the like back end design work on and stuff. So it, it, it was just a very fun reminiscing time. We played Horse Lord's Ire, uh, Chris and I and, and some other A-Lip folks there Um and kind of just got to reminisce about the the designing of the quest and playtesting of the quest and all these fun things. You know, it's fun playing with, uh, you know, the team because you know we can talk about you know like wow, you know, I remember you know when this card did this instead. So it, it was a very different from like a normal um, Lord of the Rings game. That we played well. I we we played the same decks. I played Chris's at the end of all things uh, dying and our brand deck, I think. King Brand and King Dane. Um, and he played my Eagles deck, and and we had some other decks out there as well. It was, it was just fun. It, it, the game, I don't think there was anything super memorable about it. It was tense the whole way through. You know, the, the big push at the end has 14 enemies on the table, each of them with two shadow cards that we, we had to survive the onslaught. But it was a nice palette cleanser for us, I think, after dealing with all the Duero Delph nonsense before that to play a quest that like, you know, I felt like was difficult, but fair the whole way through. I had to kind of just get to hang out with the people that helped work on it was, was just a, a special experience. I think for me.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You know, something that I I had forgotten when we played foundations of stone the, as the first quest of, <laughs> of the con was that was supposed to be the one everyone would play at the same time. <laughs> right. <Remember that>? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we were like, Oh, whoops. Uh,
1: yeah, this do we go sign be... the board? We're not supposed to play it till like six o'clock tonight.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep, right. yeah, yep. That was pretty funny too. Um, that's not the only time this is gonna happen to me too.
1: Because <laughs> you, you maybe
0: you may think about that when you're like, oh, I played we played ALEP on uh, day one. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I did this a couple times. But um, yeah, that was kind of it uh, for day uh, one for Lord of the Rings. Uh, I felt pretty bad actually that day. Um, and it was not, in, in hindsight, I learned it was not my fault, actually. I was not sure why I was feeling so, like, bad. And I think it was because uh, what Aaron told us was the in that room, the AC mm-hmm. is set to run for four hours and then turn off. And yep. they didn't realize that. So partway through the day, the AC turned off, and it got really hot and unpleasant in that room. And I think I just got, I was drinking a lot of water, but I still, I got dehydrated I think and I got a really bad headache and I felt pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I mean the uh, next night. the next day Saturday they canceled the Twin Cities Marathon in town because it was too hot. Yeah. Uh, so I mean despite being like late September early October it was pretty toasty. Um there. So yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it was it was humid to, uh, you, as we brought up to was like cuz it was a little rainy the first day so you had the humidity from the rain and stuff so it was uh it was on it was unpleasant. A lot of people I was talking to were like, man, it's really hot in here. And then um, I tried to step outside, and I was like, Ugh, it's not any better. It's like maybe two to three degrees cooler out here, but it's humid. And I was like, so... Um, yeah. Uh, not, not, that's not, that contributed also to my like inability to like mentally focus was... It's sometime in the afternoon. I started to feel pretty bad, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I went home or went to the hotel early from Caleb's because I was just like, "I'm cooked. I need to just like, you know." Um, I, I I literally I filled up the the bathtub in our hotel room with some like kind of cooler water, and I just sat in it for a while to cool cool my body down when we got back. But um, you. We, we discovered what happened with your time on here. You seem to not know what happened after this.
1: Well, it's Caleb. funny because, yeah, we I, I just I felt like there was too big of a window there for, that I didn't do anything. But we, we went back and checked through the vlogs and it looked like I, you know, mingled, talked with a couple of FFG guys, talked with some more just people around. I think probably was just gamed out. I remember the first year at the con that I went was two years ago. And I played something like 18 or 19 games and just remembered yeah, how a fried I was. And then even last year, I was like, I'm going to play less games. And I still played a ton and was just toast by Sunday. So this year, I just really wanted to pace myself and be like, you know, I'm going to play while it's still fun. And, you know, I still have two more days to play. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I think I just went and mingled and, and had a good time. I think, yeah, went and had a beer and chatted with some folks for an hour, hour and a half or whatever to, before we went to Caleb's after we finished playing that game. Yeah.
0: And I mean, playing in, uh, the, uh, what, like the 2014 American Airlines Center, what the hell it's called, what <laughs> it's called in San Antonio, uh, was probably another factor too, was like, yeah. Just calling it quits, um, early too. So, um, that's it for day one. Day two, once again, we started with each other. Um, yep. this was, uh, we didn't pre-plan this, did we? I can't remember if we did or not.
1: I don't think we really pre-planned it. Like we talked last year, you know, we we played scouring with Bob and and Space Bear two years prior. We played the Niner Abroad last year, so I think when we found out the Siege of Erebor was happening at the con this year, we we kind of discussed like, eh, we should probably try to get the game together again. And but it it wasn't really pre-planned. We showed up and we saw each other at the convention center when it first opened, and it just it was fate. It had to happen, so yeah, we yeah. got to sit with Salted Pork and his wife uh, for, for the Siege of Erebor there.
0: Yeah, yeah, because uh, Space Bear wasn't there this year, and actually um, in the morning, I think, was it in the morning or the, at late at night, um, Bob had messaged me about trying to get together for a different game,
2: mm-hmm. and <laughs>
0: I hadn't messaged him back until like early in the morning, or like after before, Like, right before we went over, I was I saw the message, and I was like... Because I went to bed early uh, the previous night, and then I was like, oh, he messaged me about playing a game today. And so then I think we walked in, and he asked me about that, and I said, sure. And then we just kind of um, sat down to play this one, too. So in this game, I uh, played the Hamburgler's Turn, because I, I asked about, is this a quest that uh, I can play for fun? Or am I going to have to play something good? Because I wasn't sure if we were going to play our Tardy Takes decks for this one. Right. I was like, we could, but we need, I need to know if I actually need to have a, a good deck. And Bob was like, and you and Bob were like, no, you probably need a, a good deck. So I just bust out a Hamburglar so Bob could see it in action. Um, you play, oh, let's get to you in a second. Uh, Chrissy played um, the Timber Hill Burglar's Turn deck mm-hmm. that uh, Bob had last year at our Helm's Deep one. And then um, Bob kind of looked around at everybody, what we kind of needed. He played a Dale deck, so pretty straightforward, just, you know, Dale. (laughs) Play (laughs) attachments on your allies, and they're good, right? (laughs) Yep. Um, And then you were unsure what to play, and so Bob suggested and uh, gave you a a Grey Wanderer uh, Neutrogena deck, and... um, you know that plays all like these, all the attachments or whatever and stuff. So, um,
1: that's what we chose to play.
0: Uh, do we want to talk about what was funny in it first, or should I talk about the the quest here? Because, um...
1: well, I mean, I think we just go straight into the funny bit on it there, because uh, the. <laughs> so... Okay, so
0: yeah, do you want to explain how the quest is laid out?
1: Yeah, so here? the quest okay. is kind of designed to kind of feel like an epic multiplayer scenario but just for the table so it is still just for the four people you're not playing with other tables but it creates right. multiple different staging areas and at the beginning of the round each player can choose which staging area they want to be at so a different quest card with a different active location different enemies and locations in staging etc um and you compare your willpower against just that quests and in the combat mm-hmm. phase you only deal with the enemies in the staging area that you've chosen. You can only interact with other players at the staging area you've chosen. So it's fun because you're kind of scrambling back and forth between a lot of different areas and then slowly but surely the enemies overrun everything until right. you only have one left, sort of. So it's kind of helms deepy in that way where like right. the encounter deck is slowly whittling down your defenses and you just have to last a certain number of rounds to win the game
0: basically right right because right. the way the enemies and stuff come out too is in the uh, the bottom corner it will tell you like where Which to place them like this one goes that. to stage two or this goes because uh the way you set it up is from like left to right east, east to west it's so, like this goes in the easternmost stage that's still in the in the game so like sometimes like if stage because stage one is the easternmost, but if stage one is gone, then it goes to stage two. Right. Yeah. So, um, but so, so that's kind of how, uh, so stuff kind of shifts around too. And then um, as you're saying, sometimes you'll be like, Oh, we really want to go to stage two because what whatever reason, but then like, oh, uh, we have to go to stage five though because there's like three enemies here. And yeah, there's, there's like
1: a battering ram <laughs> knocking down the gate. We have to go there, yeah. Right, so we
0: have to go here. So to force you kind of to move around a little bit and choose where you want to go. Um, I will say, well, let's talk about the funny thing before I talk about what I thought about the quest here too. Um, so as the stages, as you say they get whittled away because like they get damage on them um, through card effects and all the blah, blah, blah stuff, whatever. All passive stuff and um stuff that happens in the game. And then as each one disappears something happens in the game um usually negative I think um, yep. and so we get to there's five stages um so we've lost stage 1 2 and 3 and we're uh everybody moves to stage 4 and um we look at what happens at stage 4 when it disappears and we realize a, a grave error has been <laughs> made uh like an hour and a half ago, because uh when stage four is added to the victory display, so that's what it's like gets enough damage on it that it has to go away, everybody is forced to discard a hero, yep, which um not an issue for a Dale deck because like whatever I mean, once you're set up, who cares right? Not really an issue for the Timmerhill deck because you can lose um like gone or Aowyn, not got really. rid of not of a o and thatgon and it was fine yeah, not a big deal for the hamburglar deck because you just lose Immerhill and then uh like it's like Stand heroes cannot him come again, back yeah. from the yeah it's like heroes cannot come back from the discard pile i was like well he's an ally who cares um however it's a big deal when you play a gray wanderer deck and you have yep. one
1: hero <laughs> it sure was seems like um,
0: a an, an oversight
1: <laughs> yeah um, i mean and it, it was hilarious cuz bob was the one that read it and he just you know face palms immediately and just it, it starts profusely apologizing to me since it was you know he was the one that did a lot more playtesting on this quest than i did uh I don't and then
2: but... <laughs> and then
1: he was the one that you know told me to use that deck and it was his deck <laughs> you know i just yep. got wiped out for the last couple stages of the game and just got to be a cheerleader um yep. but it was we it, we had a really good laugh over it it was just really really good payback for my stupidity with scouring of the shire's victor display a couple of years ago where he yeah. was just horrified looking at me as i was trying to <laughs> quarterback the table to some fruitless endeavor and then this time he completely space cadeted out the the effect there and and caused me to die which was yep. just really funny it, it was actually yeah, the first time i think and i've been trying to think it's the first time i've ever played a multiplayer game where i was eliminated and the group still won uh cause that's a pretty rare thing in lord of the rings because like usually if somebody gets knocked out it's early enough in the game that everybody's like well let's scoop so the other person can play but this one we were like what six out of eight rounds in when I finally died. So it was only like one yeah. and a half rounds left basically for the table. And to, everybody to was set for up victory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys had it under control. I mean, not under control. It was still close ish at the end, but like you were set up enough that like, yeah, definitely, definitely not scoop worthy just because we lost Aragorn.
0: Yeah. And um, I mean, there were a couple other uh, interesting things that happened. There was a point where uh, I had forgotten this, but I was watching the video and you played uh, that green atta- guarded attachment, um, I think. And uh, I panned down I'm like, dude, did not you just shuffle the encounter deck? <laughs> and you, you half the encounter deck was in the discard pile as you were searching for the required one to put it into play. It was pretty <laughs> funny. Because yep. I was just like, I was looking at like, what the hell just happened here? I was like, I could have swore you just reshuffled it, and half the deck is gone again. Yep. Um, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I think it was anything else that was um, pretty noteworthy in that game that was interesting. Oh, uh, the MVP was Mithril Shirt.
1: Uh, yeah, Mithril Shirt because, really uh, absorbed a lot of direct damage that you could take, so it didn't go on a stage because you couldn't heal right there at the end. So it it did a lot of work for us.
0: Yeah, because Bob, I gave it to Bob, and then yeah, he just stayed at that stage. You you and him stayed at that stage a lot because you had the contract to heal. Mm-hmm. And then he just didn't have to take any damage because he had the Mithril shirt. Um, so that was probably the that was probably the key card to us winning because it just made the game so much easier. Because I think like hardly anybody brought healing because like Christy and I didn't have any because none of, of those decks run any can run healing. And then I don't remember if Bob really I don't think he had Warden. And no,
1: I-, I did in my deck, but I drew everything so upside down. I joked, I w- I joked to Bob, I was like, at one point in the game, I was going to tell you, like, this was a cool deck, but if I were you, I would have put resourcefuls in it. <laughs> but then after, yeah. I, after I died, I looked through the deck, and it did have three copies. But, you know, I was digging with Estel, which lets you look at, like, six cards, mm-hmm. top six cards of your deck around, and I just never, saw- I just never found one. <laughs> like, so uh, my- the deck didn't quite hum. Under my pilot ship, unfortunately, yeah, um, I mean, it worked fine enough, I mean, yeah, good enough until the, um, the quest killed me
0: yeah, yeah, I, I honestly, had that not, had you not been forced to basically retire, I mean we would have all made it to the end, and it would have been fairly routine, but mm-hmm. um honestly, you having to discard your hero and being out of the game was so funny, it was worth it <laughs> yep, <laughs> um, definitely have happened uh. So, yeah, I thought the quest was pretty interesting. I um, I, I liked the idea that you guys could, uh, like, choose where you wanted to go each round so you could, mm-hmm. like, mix it up, because, like, there were some rounds where, like, I was with Chrissy, then there was, like, sometimes I was with Bob, and, it, you know, sometimes... You, and you could be solo, too, in one-two. So I thought it was kind of interesting that you could kind of, like, choose. Uh, I did, I did tell Bob it was weird that it was, like, you had to choose like, right away at the beginning of the round, and I was like, it just seemed... That's not how normally, when you choose where you go, ever in the game, you always right. choose at the beginning of the quest phase. It's like, I know why you did it that way, because, like, then you can't have planning to decide after that, but it's like, it's just, like, it doesn't follow the rest of the flow of the way the game is played, which I thought, I was kind of like, I don't know, I probably just, even though it would have made it easier, it's more logical to do it at the same time that you always choose um but that's like a minor thing that's not that big a deal um little little uh heavy on the setup but once we got it rolling i kind of it was it was i thought it was pretty easy to understand how it was working. yeah
1: i think that was my big thing like niner abroad i think even oh i don't like it like it made my head hurt yes um and some alep quests can do that and this one like setup was tough setups mm-hmm. involved there's a lot of moving pieces but yeah once you're playing like really the only difference between it and like a normal-ish game of Lord of the Rings a card game is that like you just have to look in the lower right corner to see which of the staging yep. areas things go to. So like the the actual gameplay flow was pretty easy for a for a yeah quest that has a, a lot of moving pieces. I, I quite enjoyed it. I think it's a it's a con type quest for me though. You know, it's a it's something you're playing with other people. That way you've got more than one set of eyes making sure you're doing everything I think helps a lot with it. And it's just more yeah. fun, kind of like the foundations sort of thing. Like, it's more fun to have more people to decide. You know, we're sending three people here and one person mm-hmm. has to go, you know, do this by themselves. Like, so I, th- I think it's a three or four person quest.
0: Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, solo, you would just be, like, you just moving around individually. To whatever staging be...
1: area has the most enemies, basically each round. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I think it'd be a little dry, um, to be honest. It's, it definitely seemed like it played best with, um, more people. But yeah, overall I, I I uh I enjoyed it a lot more than I did nine Nine Abroad was so chaotic and confusing to me last year. Like I was so happy to have the three of you guys there who Right. We were there for was... the
1: experience, not really for the game. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, one, where, exactly. where this one was much more like the, the card game portion was just yeah. as fun as the company.
0: Yeah, def- definitely. Um uh, so I did have a good time playing it. Um yeah. So uh and you know, I mean, that's going to be the, the you you dying, just adding every single or I, I guess I guess last year we didn't have any hilarious like snafu. But um, yeah, just adding to the lexicon of hilarious games that we've played with Bob was yep. uh, worth it in general. Um, after that, we uh, we stuck around because, as I mentioned, Salt the pork Bob had messaged me in the morning. He was like, hey. Uh, Do you want to do a meme deck game with uh, me and Chris? And now that I was uh, no longer feeling like I was dying, I messaged back like, yeah, sure, let's do that. Uh, So uh, we loaded up some interesting decks. I'll explain uh, one of them in a second here. But uh, Salted Pork, he played a Noldor deck. Uh, We played our Tardy Takes decks. Yep, Um, And then Chris played. Uh, I'll call it like this: desperate alliance. and i I'll explain how it worked later uh, in a second here because uh, the first one we loaded up. Um, I guess. Do you want to tell the story? I guess it makes yeah, more sense. Yeah, I it. probably.
1: So, so after we finish this, you know, I I like to try to get games with as many people as possible. But I really like playing with you guys, and you know, and try to get as many games there as possible too. So. You and Bob were like, so yeah, we're gonna play the, the Battle for the Beacon game we talked about, and I was like, I did not talk about playing this game at all. <laughs> you know, I was not part of this, but but sure, I love Battle for the Beacon. It's one of my favorite ALEP quests. Um, I didn't have to move my stuff. I got to play with you guys again. Chris right, was coming yeah. over. It's out. It, perfect. Yes, I'm in. And so yeah, we got it set up. Um, they gave me the first player token, which was you know a thing, and we got our tardy takes decks out, and I, you know, we got the quest set up and. My deck has leadership Frodo in it. My Tardy Takes deck. so
0: Yeah, it... which we know he never is a problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, he's never a problem, but he really benefits from not being first player, especially early game, because oh, yeah. then you can use his ability to target somebody that's already committed to the quest. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately like, well, hey, can somebody else be first player? Because like, yes, I could use his ability to ready Glorfindel and lower my threat, and we get three extra willpower, but that's less exciting than other things that Frodo can do. And everybody's like, no, no, you could be first player. <laughs> you, you should you should do it. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. Chris Chris was pretty convincing, saying he was going to handle all the combat for us, so it wasn't really going to matter anyway. So I I kind of, at this point, was kind of just assuming we were going to have a Chris-carrying-us-to-victory sort of game. And yeah, that's
0: what I thought. That's what I was like, because I didn't really know what was going on, and I was just like, yeah, you just be first player, dude.
1: <laughs> yep, so we'll do it. So yeah, we we had our first planning. I actually had a really good planning phase, really good <laughs> opening hand, and we go to reveal cards, and they have me revealing encounter cards, so I pull the first one off the deck, and it's a Recreant Rider. And again, as we talked about with the Horse Lords, I haven't played this quest in like two years, um, despite having played it forever. And I so haven't many played times. it in a while either. So. And <laughs> immediately, immediately was just hit with all the bad feelings. I hated this card. I had a personal vendetta against it in A-let play playtesting, not because of this quest, but because of... Uh, the Aldberg plot and Gap of Rohan, it caused a lot of problems. But okay. by that point, the Deluxe had already been released, so it was unable to be changed, because people already had it when we were doing the testing. So, I mean, okay. I, it was originally supposed to be mustering of the Rohirrim as well, until I threw a fit and had that encounter set completely removed from the quest. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate Recreant Rider, and it, it makes an immediate attack against the first player whenever it enters the staging area. Mm-hmm. And so, sure enough, you know, I'm first player, I... Whatever I've got, Glorfindel. It only attacks for three. I took it undefended. We're fine.
0: Yeah, not a big deal.
1: No shadow card, and there are shadow cards in that set that are like it makes an additional attack if it's in the staging area. Um, it wasn't. So I reveal the second card, and it's another Recreant Rider. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh god, like just the worst luck yeah, possible. luck. Yeah, I had and Stonehelm still ready. He exhausted to defend, took a damage or two. Uh, we're fine. <laughs> And then I went and revealed the third one, and it was another recreant writer. And at this point, like I was just, you, you know, this was all the terrible ALEP playtesting mm-hmm. memories coming back to me. Like, this was the absolute worst case scenario. There's only three of them in the deck. I know there's only three of them in the deck. Yep. And you're I like, see. well, whatever. You saved me. You had Grimbjorn or Ian Bjorn. Uh, you, you came in for the defense for me there. And then Bob, at that point, just has the biggest shit eating grin on his face. He's like, <laughs> what's the next card? Reveal the next one. What's the next one? And. Sure enough, it was another Recreate Rider. And at this point, like, this is where I finally realized that, you know, that the deck had been stacked against me. Yeah, (laughs) I had been set up here. And and then Bob, after I throw the Recreate Rider in the air in a shriek of disgust, Bob flips it over (laughs) and reveals a deck of 36 Recreate
2: Riders
1: (laughs) on the table there. And it was... Oh, uh, I got got. I, I was able to... I took a copy of it, so I've still got a cop one of those 36 Recreate Riders in my deck box probably <laughs> forever now to, to oh. commemorate that. It was uh, the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in this game, by far. Like, because, I, I mean, th- there were very real feelings of frustration mm-hmm. in thinking it was real, what was happening to me at that <laughs> point in time.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, two, like, and that could happen. I mean, it does happen. It could happen. happen. I mean, it has I happened mean, before. We like, did with it with the Dark and Dreadful. <laughs> I mean, earlier, we literally had bad luck where it was like, we have real... Do those right away. So right, it and I,
1: but it's just funny that yeah, just my personal yeah. my vendetta against that card came back to me. So love that that Chris and Bob, you know, planned this out. It, Bob said he planned it last year. He was hoping to do it last year at the con, but didn't have the Recreant Writers printed out in time. I think to to be able to pull it off. So, uh, kudos to him for waiting on <laughs> yeah, a DFR yeah, waiting a
0: whole year for a job. Uh, yeah,
1: and I'm glad it paid off for him because yes, that was hilarious. it was funny.
0: Yeah, because I also didn't know what was going on because uh, I base like Bob just wanted me to play a game, so I said okay, sure, whatever. Um, and then uh, I mean, Battle of the Beacon. I gotta say, I've I've played this quest and I probably played it a decent because it's in the deluxe, and I played the deluxe quest uh, a handful of times because I had some you know was having trouble beating them for a little bit, um, and then uh, or also playing them correctly. That's the other problem too, but. Uh, yeah. um so I did, I it was kind of, I did, I was also kind of had no clue what was happening for a while, too. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty enjoyable. That was funny. Because um, I didn't know why he specifically would have wanted to play, like, this quest. Cause I was like, is this quest easy? I have no freaking clue why we're, what we're right. So, um, yeah. Uh, as a, a bystander, as an unknowing accomplice, I quite enjoyed the, uh the excursion that was really funny um that was a good time yep. so um we then played it for real mm-hmm. and uh so should we talk about the tardy takes decks now or should we t- talk about them
1: later let's talk I- about them later because i played mine four times this was the first time i played it and okay. i kind of want to be able to have like a holistic look at my my experience with mine
0: okay i guess I guess I'll have to talk about mine here, and sure. maybe we I won't end up talking about it later, because this is the only time I got to play it. Um, so I guess when we talk about what happened in this one, this will be the only time I'll be able to talk about it, I suppose. But um, So yeah, you played the Bond of Friendship uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Mine was, was very funny when Chris was trying to figure out what I was playing multiple times, <laughs> he asked me.
1: Right, is that, are you, doing... So are you playing a Dunedain deck? It's like, no... <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Oh, yeah. Not at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, he seemed to be confused by the fact that I kept telling him no about and my trying to figure out anything about my deck. I just kept being like no, no. Because um, I had I didn't realize that yeah, it looked like a Dunadine deck because I had uh Adrian uh Dunedine. I had uh Marty Dunadine, and I had Grimbeorn who like he's not Dunodyne but he would fit in the deck, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, the right. And he was at also
0: confused. To... He was like, Why do you have a Marthuel and Grimbayorn? They have anti synergy together. <laughs> like yep. He was like, but I was like, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> worry about it, man. It'll work.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I like uh, because the answer is mostly because we picked them, right? Because like we, we you kind of helped me build the deck a little bit because I was right. like, I did. I was like all the all the cards we kind of talked about. I was like, dude, I don't know what the hell to build for a deck here. I need like some help because I knew like someone's stuff I want to include. Because uh, like it has to have Adrian because she's like the one of our hallmark episodes of Tardy Takes, so she's got to be in it. Uh, and then after that i was kind of like i don't know what to do man like i can't you know we didn't talk about enough certain spheres of cards to mm-hmm. build like a monosphere or build like a really like a two sphere deck that's why you did bond of friendship um, Yep. because you could sp- spread it out and i was having trouble cuz i was like, i didn't want to also do bond of friendship cuz then it was like that was going to be an issue where we we're going to have too many like overlapping things yeah, and man. so it was like yeah my deck was weird and we'll get to what it what it did um or I did it, it did do stuff, but um, and then Chris played this um hilarious uh shank deck, big shock. Um, so he had Barivore, I believe he had Falco. Yep. And Hall, Holber- uh, what guy? Kind of I got Halberad? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sauron <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah he had that guy who we can't remember who he's named anymore <laughs> uh hero um and so his strategy was so he really early took an undefended attack and killed barivore and played fall of Gilgalad, a card that like no one yeah, has ever he played. found his
1: one copy of it <laughs> in the deck yeah. which was which he was tickled by like th- I I had I don't know if I've seen him as excited to draw a card. He's like, "Oh, you'll never believe it." <laughs> he was so <laughs> excited to find it, which and it worked because he dropped him back into secrecy for him, which was great. Yeah.
0: And then of course then he like discards um Falco for the ability. Mm-hmm. And so he's only has his one hero left, and then what he does is he plays Desperate Alliance to pass his one hero to somebody else, and then he takes takes all of his attacks undefended. And then he was also playing that uh your, your boy, the Warden, from the the key card of the Warden deck. Yeah. Um And so he would have, like, six enemies engaged with him, and so they would get the plus one willpower for everyone engaged with him. So he, these guys were, like, super questing because he would always have a bajillion enemies. And um, he had a whole bunch of other cards in his deck, too, which I don't really know what they were doing or what, they, what was going on, because um, mostly what he was just doing was just passing...
1: Uh, he was mostly Halber recycling at... Desperate Alliance. It, it was yeah. what a lot of the other cards in his deck were doing, was allowing yeah. him to recycle it.
0: Yeah, so he was just basically... He would engage, like, everything, because that's the thing with uh, Sauron, is that he can engage an extra one, so he was able to take two with the optional engagements, so mm-hmm. that way uh, the, the three of us didn't have to take as many. We yep. still had to take and We still had to fight, but um, he would take, like, the majority of the, en- of the enemies and um it did i do remember saying there was a point where he would have run out or he couldn't do it anymore but it was like we would have to play like 18 turns or something like that of a game for him to not be able to do it anymore so it would have been like unrealistic like if you're playing 18 rounds of a game like you're gonna lose anyway right Let's there were there were
1: multiple times late game where he was using desperate alliance to pass halbrand around the table during the planning phase also so that people could mm-hmm. use his resources to play for pay for cards yeah um, yeah, so yeah ex- like exactly he, he he had the engine tuned and ready uh, on that one and it worked perfectly
0: yeah because then the oh the one thing he said though that it was a problem because none of us brought shadow cancellation yeah and that was the one thing that could have kind of screwed up his deck was um some of the there were certain shadows that were bad that could have hurt him
1: there were Um, a lot of shadows that were damaging the beacon and we were trying to do it yes that was take any damage on the beacon at all we were yeah. trying to do that challenge. That was the main. That was the main thing. Like if we were just been trying to beat the quest just without any challenges, like there was nothing that would could touch us, I don't think. But because we were trying for the extra. That's right. Flex yeah. on it. Um it was pretty tense a couple times.
0: Right, cuz we did uh we went for both achievements, right? Yep. And I think we got them both, I think right. We did. What was the other one? Cuz it's the no damage and I don't
1: know what the other one was. Never Actually... let the beacon flip either. So oh, we couldn't okay. we couldn't Uh, let all the progress go off the side quest and we couldn't let any damage Ah. go over onto the beacon so tricky and i think that was kind of what made the quest fun for me because like sometimes when you play with these jank decks they kind of ruin they don't ruin the experience because it's fun to watch somebody's jank deck pop off but it means that other people aren't doing anything but in this Mm -hmm. one like like you said he couldn't engage everything so we all still had to do stuff and we were kind of incentivized to do things so that he didn't just have all these undefended attacks also, because we couldn't risk the beacon uh, Mm -hmm. getting a damage on it. So there was still a lot of fun to be had for the others of us at the table, despite Chris's deck kind of (laughs) doing C-Stand things to the combat phase of the game.
0: Right, yeah. It was funny when he first showed us what he was doing, because it was like, I don't think any of us knew what his strategy was at all at the first, because he just had the cards out there, and I just like, I couldn't tell what that deck was going to do. And then, um... Yeah, it was, he basically, in like turn one, had it going. It was like, oh, I see what this deck is doing now. Yeah. It was and pretty funny and interesting.
1: It's uh, funny. We didn't mention it because it didn't happen during con time, but Thursday night, I played a game with Splice. Um, yeah, and, he and, he and, and he and Chris had talked before the con about an idea to how to do this. So I played with Christians across the table from Christian's deck that had the same idea to engage every enemy and deal with it. And his was recycling like Hobbit sense and uh, whatever the other Hobbit event is that make it so no enemies can attack during a phase. So mm-hmm. very sim- or different solutions to the same problem. Um, it was much more fun, I think, for me personally, playing with Chris's version, because it still let us like play the game, where Splice's was like, I played Hammer Stroke, engaged 12 enemies, and now right. <laughs> they're yeah. there forever, and you can't, we don't have to worry about them.
0: Right, his deck was more like, like so Chris's had like an edge to it, or it would have been like, at a certain point, if we had kept playing, it wouldn't have worked. Splices just worked like forever, and Pretty so, much. and, and yeah. basically stop everything. Where Chris's didn't quite stop everything. And you know, one of the things that was key was like because my deck was uh, a piece of crap. As we kind of knew it was going to be, we knew it wasn't going to be very good. Uh, and we told that's why we told that's uh, so why I made Bob play Noldor. <laughs> so we were like, uh, your deck was like bond of friendship. It's like just mediocre. It's so, like it's fine. It'll yep. it'll be able to like tread water well enough. I was like, my deck is probably not gonna be very good. I've never played it. <laughs> so you gotta play something good. Uh but my deck actually was pretty clutch because of uh your your favorite enemy attacking from the staging area. Yeah, Grimbeorn is, is a terror. Yeah, because he, he can if he's got the resource, he can just kill it in the staging right away. So it yep. was like actually Ian was really useful because It saved us that one enemy that would have, you know, um,
1: engaged kind of made a second attack. Yeah,
0: yeah, kind of messed up our like um, numbered strategy and all sort of stuff, and could have, you know, done more damage to the beacon. Blah blah blah. So he was actually like, I probably killed like like four of them maybe or something like that. Um, So uh, that was like my main contribution was uh, that. Otherwise, I didn't really do a whole lot else.
1: Uh, yeah and my tardy takes deck it functioned it it quested well enough it it handled combat well enough i got to play some fun cards i think i got to do tighten our belts around and and really have a big turn um i think win from the sea got played (laughs) that game and we got to see the banana boat crew pop up at one point yep
0: we did yep
1: um which is fun uh i don't know that it like made a huge difference but like nothing
0: it did nothing (laughs) yeah
1: but the deck the deck held its own it did fine um which i was impressed by even even though we had somebody like really handling combat eh, you know the for what was supposed to be a meme deck i realized that there was some potential there that that maybe the deck could do some fun things during that game
0: yeah we also got some of our hilarious plays into you once again uh yeah, pass you, justice, shall be done yeah <laughs> yeah you passed me justice for all again again a turn too early
1: <laughs> well it was um, intentionally too early this time i this wanted time. you to, to lose yes. intentionally yeah yeah
0: unlike yeah, last year when you just didn't realize that you could have held off and given it to me and I could have played yeah. it. But, um, and then I was able to sneak attack in Elrond and not, not actually know what he does. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, on, the, on the vlog, I'm like, uh, uh, apparently, I didn't know what he did and I still don't. And I was like, I think he does, according to this text, I think he does what it, like maybe something like this. So I was like, I know he draws everybody a card, so everybody draw a card. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, we did beat that quest, got the achievement. Again, this is another one where uh we weren't supposed to play it yet. Um
1: Yeah, this was another one of those like everybody's <laughs> supposed to play it at six o'clock tonight sort of quest. But
0: yeah, whatever. so we did it we did it twice. We um, just,
1: again this was another one. Yeah, me, Chris, and Bob designed it. We can do whatever we want. Like <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, you went up there and you changed it from Battle of the Beacon to Battle of the Bacon.
1: Battle for the Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: uh that was pretty funny. Um so, yeah, that was mostly a, a, a goofs game, but it was fun. Um, it was fun. Yeah, it was interesting. And then the next one, uh, is I, uh, I must have went around and vlogged for a while.
1: You did, uh, I think. Yeah,
0: because then. Or did I go eat or something? I don't even know, but uh, because I the next day we did share, but it wasn't intentional.
1: yeah. Yeah, I think we were packing up, and I saw uh, McDog Ben walking down the hallway with his all of his stuff, and I wanted to make sure I got a game with him in at least once at the con, so I quick jumped on that, and we sat down and pulled in uh, Dan Bayorn to play the Aldberg plot. Um, we, I think everybody because the second day is like supposed to be the back half of. Dwerid elf in the front yeah. half of Alap mm-hmm. cycle basically there and and all three of us were like yep yeah, well they, they were both on board with not playing anymore more too uh and so yeah, we did Aldberg plot I played uh McDog's last alliance of Bayornings and Rangers decks, which he calls bear of or which is just great uh it, it's a pretty fun deck that you know kind of utilizes um the skin changer to be able to pop in like northern trackers and stuff um using the contract so kind of a goofy deck it it didn't function super well on that front for me like i think he told me i was supposed to have more rangers in play than bayornings was the idea it had a lot of cheap rangers so that the the skin changers would just be one cost um with the contract discount since you had fewer bayornings Sure. and i I was backwards, like I just ended up having like a huge table full of like giant bears and yeah. <laughs> and stuff uh, but it was well, really yeah. fun,
0: Matana, I get it
1: exactly but it was a fun clue. deck he he uses hero Bayorn in it, and it was the first time I've played a hero Bayorn deck in a really long time, and he's just a fun card to play with, like I forget how like the the knife's edge dance you do of like mm-hmm. he can save our bacon at the beginning of the game by. Being able to defend like anything and everything and still kill something, but like as he's slowly taking this damage and getting closer to death, you're like, "I'm gonna lose a hero if I if we don't stabilize quickly." So that was that was fun. I I know Dan played just a Sylvan deck. I can't remember what McDog played, um, but we had a good run through the the quest. We we were kind of thinking of trying oh, for yeah, a couple was- of the achievements, yeah. but uh, one of the achievements was. I think to go to the stable or whatever place pulls out the guards and then never kill them. And we didn't really want to do that. And then the other one was to get all eight clues. And we were like, "Eh, maybe. And then by the time we were like three clues in and it had already been playing for an hour, we're we're just going (laughs) to, we're just going to get our fourth clue and get out of here. Um, Dan was getting hungry. So he got himself lunch, uh, which is where, where you came into the story, right?
0: Yeah. So I, I got the bullpen call, uh, because I, I was at the time I was vlogging and then uh Dan is like, Hey, I need somebody I'm hungry. I need somebody to sub in, can you do it? And then I was like, Okay, yeah, I can do it. Hang on, I can I'm trying to see what uh McDawg is playing here quickly on a video here 'cause I, I got okay. So he's got uh Neutro uh Neutrogena, Lore Pippin, and Denethor.
1: Okay, yeah that's right because um so some crazy McDog deck exactly <laughs> well because i was going to say i'm glad you looked it up because he, he deserved the shout out because again like i played well enough and like dan's sylvan deck i don't want to say it limped along because that's unfair but it, it didn't quite go like crazy sylvan like it sometimes can right so both of us were probably playing at like a bb minus B- sort of level so McDog kind of carried us through a <laughs> On oh, that that game shock. as well. McDog um,
0: carrying you through a game. Who would have ever guessed it?
1: Right. Yeah. So, so again, Never. I I know what I'm doing at the con. I go find people that I know are going to win me these games. Right. I've played a bunch of yeah. games with Chris and Salted Pork and and now McDog. And uh, so you know I I know what I'm doing to to improve the win percentage a bit.
0: Yeah. Uh. So anyway, yeah. I, I subbed in. Uh. The good the the good news was he was playing Sylvan, which is a deck I've played a bunch. You know. Yeah. It's not exactly like. Because I think he had some some cards that I don't normally play in or whatever, but it was, it was pretty much Sylvan, so I was like, I know what I'm doing here. So I, I basically just sat down and then um, played Sylvan events and uh, did some stuff. And I, I, because I, like I had no clue what was going on because like obviously, as you're pointing out, I sat down and I think I played two rounds with you guys and then you won so you guys are basically done by the time yeah I got you there. came
1: in after we had gotten like all the clues so we yeah. basically just needed a big quest push at the end to win so yeah so i didn't even know what we were doing i was just like you're just I in have... there to play a host of the Gladroom or whatever and, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and turn like, some cards uh, sideways
0: yeah i'm like i'm just gonna play a silv play like i would play a silver deck and you guys just have to uh, run the game because i have I don't know anything about this quest because I wasn't sitting here. I haven't played it forever. I wasn't sitting here when it started, so I don't remember. I don't know. So, yeah, I basically just played some Sylvan stuff. And then, uh, um, I, yeah, I guess I was Mariano Rivera, though, because I came in and I did close the game for us. So, yep, that, absolutely. Did, that did happen. Um, but, yeah, I guess you would have to talk about anything else that happened that game, because honestly, I don't I didn't understand what I was doing other than.
1: Literally you know, it was
0: like silver gate events. <laughs> it was
1: another one of those that wasn't like super um uh, like crazy gameplay perspective. Because again, McDog and I were like two of the main playtesters for this quest. This is the mm-hmm. one that both of us commiserated over recreant riders, like almost ruining the quest for us in. Um and so we both knew we weren't like one hundred percent familiar with like exactly everything that happened, but it wasn't like there were any surprises for us. Like we Okay. We meticulously moved through the quest and correctly chose clues that we knew our decks would be able to to do and, and got out of there. So it wasn't it it wasn't anything crazy other than I think the first couple rounds maybe we were thinking Bayorn might die, but he, he managed to hang on. Uh, my my hero card Bayorn, not not Dan sitting next to me at the table.
0: Okay. Yeah, so uh I don't know. We won. <laughs> I got all won. the counter as a w. Uh, I got the save, so I still get the win. Um, still works for my incentives on my contract, right?
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, and then uh, I think what Meg came over to our table, Chris, and asked if you wanted to play a game.
0: Right, because uh, with cause, us? uh, Meg and I had a rich. We were going to go play a game. That was <laughs> uh, I had just finished up like walking around and uh, getting some B roll or whatever the hell I was doing. Um. And I was talking to Meg because uh, I, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, and he was saying he had never played Glittering Caves and wanted to play it. And I was like, okay, let's go walk around and, and go find a play. And then Dan roped me in. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Because uh, then Meg had went to go... I forget what he had. stepped away for like a, a hot minute because that's when Dan wrote me in because then he saw me solo, I think. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, Meg, let me finish this game up and then we'll play... Uh, So, should I do th- should I do glittering caves? This is the last game I played of the day. I don't. know. Yeah, you should because
1: because Ben played with you there, right? You guys took basically. Oh, the that's spot. true. You you sat at the exact same spot we had just finished the Aldberg plot, and you guys asked if I wanted to play glittering caves too, and I said no, thank you. And I stood up and pieced like I yeah. I knew I did not want glittering caves in my life that evening. Um, so I I relinquished my spot at that table very happily.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Because I didn't know how many people were gonna play it at first. Because at first it was gonna just be the two of us. were gonna play just me and Meg, and then, um, then McDog said he'd play, and then uh, we were setting it up because Ma- like Meg had never played it. So I, was, I w- and I've played it a couple of times, and McDog said he had played it a couple of times, but it'd been a while. I think so. We were trying to set it up the map, and it takes forever because it's like you gotta lay it out, and then you gotta like.
1: Move um, cards around, and you have to raise your threat after you moved them a couple times, and have continuous yeah. paths. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a, a mini game almost of setup map up for that one.
0: Yeah, because because it's like we we had a really good initial layout because I think we only moved like two or three times, and then we had a, a conti- uh, the continuous uh, map, and I was like, I was like, guys, is this are we done? I was like, do we have everything? I was like, I think you can get everywhere now.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was
0: kind of like, oh, yeah, so, okay, so we're done. And then, but it took us so long to like, uh, parse it out that Joe came by and saw we were playing and then wanted to play. Um, so then we did four play Glittering Caves, which, <laughs> uh, I've only ever played this solo before. And I was telling Meg, I was like, um, I was like, it'll be a little bit, it might be, as I was saying, it might be easier with more people mm-hmm. because, you can kite him a little bit more easily. Because I was like, basically what happens is in solo, um what's his Helm Hammerhand? That's the villain Yeah, right?
1: you get like a couple rounds before Helm gets to you, and then once he's found you in solo, you're you're kinda stuck within the rest of the
0: well, game. Well, yeah. I mean, basically what Helm does in solo is he runs at you down an alley, hits you with a lead pipe, and then hits you the rest of the game with a <laughs> lead pipe. <laughs> yeah, pretty That's much. Basically what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just never relents. It's just like you're just getting your ass whooped the entire time. So like I've only played it solo, and I've beaten it solo with the, the Hamburglar deck because, like, I basically got the nut draw where it's like I got, like, Ancestral Armor and uh, Mithril Shirt, and then it's just like, well, he can never damage me. <laughs> so it's like, uh, who cares, right? Um, but, uh, so I played the Hamburglar turn deck, and McDog played this deck that you played previously because I wasn't yep. sure what it was because uh, I didn't recognize it, but you just described it, the Bayorning and Ranger deck. I saw he had Bayornings out there, and I was like, well, I don't know what else is going on in this deck. Um <laughs> uh, it's a McDog deck, so I'm like, whatever, it just, it's just that's good. <laughs> it's doing something I don't understand and it's winning. Um Meg played kind of just a, a generalist, like good stuff deck. He had um Eowyn, Galadriel, and barragond And then Joe played a fellowship deck. Um I mean, uh, well, his sec was, I mean, his sec was good. He had the same problem with Fellowship that, like, Matt did, which is, like, sometimes it's annoying to get that contract up, and then as soon as you get it up, then it gets blown up, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he had a little bit of, especially because, like, so this game took forever.
1: Um, So long, yeah.
0: Yeah, because, I mean...
1: Yeah, we were waiting for you to go to COTR dinner, um, while you guys were still wrapping this one up,
0: yeah, it's because we got really unlucky. So, like, we ran around the map to find the clues. So basically, the way uh, you will probably have to help me describe this because uh, I, I've only played it a few times. It's basically certain lo- There's like uh, you have to find his horn. I think in like one of a cer- like these certain locations that it could be in. So you're basically running around trying to find out. Um, Look at look at the, like a card underneath these locations to see and like eliminate like possibilities.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like Clue. There's there's like ten yeah. clues on the board, and one of them's the real one, and you 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 need to go to nine of them to eliminate all the ones that aren't the real one. And then once there's only one left on the board, that was where you actually needed to go the whole time.
0: Right. So like we're initially we're having problem the the usual problems of a four player game, which is like everybody trying to get off the ground and trying to actually like get progress and. So, like, because the way it works is you have to have, like, four progress on the um the location that you're at, and then people can start moving, and they have to... But it's, like, for everybody to move, you need four for each person, so it's, like, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, you need to make a lot of progress, yep. Yeah, so it's really hard in the beginning and four players to get going, because it's just, like, oh, my God, we need so much freaking progress. So, like, the beginning was so slow. and then, I mean, we just got really unlucky, because... One of the achievements, and uh, Chris says this in the when we first walk into the uh um area, and we're looking at the achievements before like anybody has come in, and we're looking at things. Chris, he's like, Oh, I'm really interested to see people try this one, which is glittering caves visit every single location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both are like, Oh my god, that's going to take forever. And I think you walk over, and Chris is talking about it, it's like, This might be a little bit easier in four player because you can move around so much more. Yep. And so we, we did that because we had to. You had it was to, right? It was literally <laughs> the last one. Like, we weren't going to. We were just kind of like, because we were kind of like getting kind of bored. We were kind of like, oh my god, this is kind of annoying. We just wanted it to be done. But we literally had to go to the last one because, and explore them all because it was just like, that was where it was. So that was kind of annoying because there was a certain point where it was just like, we were so far up on the game. That it was just kind of like, okay, we're basically just like, and we had so many of the uh, slipstream uh, location, whatever that's you like, um, go between Joppa the water Rockport. locations. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we were like so set up and we we're so ready. And it was just literally like two of us had to basically just go to the last two and like run through like three spaces just to get the last two. It was like, it was kind of annoying. And then we all had to run to the one that was. Of course, it was at the edge of the map, too. It could be in the middle. So it was like, everybody's got to run there. And it was um, the one that made us all discard down to uh, five, which was really funny because it's like, the worst one because late in the game, everybody's got a huge-ass board, right? I mean, Joe's playing a Fellowship Contract. McDog is playing a Last Alliance one. I'm playing Keldara. It's like we got, everybody's got so many like allies and stuff into play. So that was like... Made a little spicy at the end. Was, like, having to uh, basically blow up our boards. Um, but, I mean, at that point, it was, again, so set up that it was, like, not a big deal. Um, and we won. But, yeah, I would say my overall view was uh, not fun in four-player. Took too long. We got some battle luck, so that is a factor, right? I mean, like, what yeah. if we had been, like, the third last, you know, like, we didn't have to visit every single place, right? That it wouldn't have been... It would have cut us down by, like, 20 minutes, right? Yep. Um, but, so that is a factor, Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it just wasn't very, I wasn't having a great time with it, because it was just like, oh my god, it's taking
1: forever. Yeah, I really and... like Glittering Cave at, at like, two. It's, it's really fun. I, I think four I can, see that. can be fun in the right situation, but. I think we talked about it on the, the pre con episode. Like I just kind of knew I wasn't gonna play Glittering Caves or Blood in the Eisen. Like I just knew it. You know, it just Yeah. It it just was gonna take too long. It was gonna make my head hurt too much. And <laughs> it sounds like you kind of had that experience. Like it just it, it can be a bit of a slog. Um it's the the moving around the map bit is really fun, but at four player there's so many clues that you have to get that even with four people getting them, it it, it just takes a really long time sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I kind of wish we had just done it maybe at 3 or 2. Um, I think it just would have went a lot faster. Um, but it was one where I've, I've literally only played it solo. Meg had never played it, so it was kind of like... Uh, I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing, so it was kind of like, had I... Uh, I, I believed you that it was going to be a slog at 4, but it was kind of hard to tell how much it was going to be. And like I said, it was bad luck too, that it had to be literally the, we had to go to every single location to figure out what we were doing too. Um, but, um, yeah, so, uh, wouldn't really exactly give that a, uh, no pun intended glowing review. Um, didn't really have a lot of, um, that wasn't my favorite one to play. I think it was just too long. Um,
1: but yeah well while you were doing mm-hmm. that and i correctly made the right decision to hop over to a different table um i ended up playing with doug uh doc h username on the discord and everything and dan uh, again and we played ambush at error loss uh so the first quest in the elip deluxe and this was my uh second run at using my tardy take stack the first one i th- i think i th- fair to say, the first time using it in, like, a real game without somebody basically taking over the combat phase. For <laughs> it. Like, yeah, Can right. the deck function just in, like, a normal game against a normal-ish quest? Like, Ambush and air loss is on the easier side, but it's still, like, a mid-difficulty quest. Um, Now, I can't remember, does your Caldera Burglar's Turn deck have... Oh, no, it doesn't have Sword Thane in it. It can't. So Dan Correct. was playing uh, his egg, his aggro Caldera deck then. I couldn't remember if he was doing Burglar's Turn or just his, but it, it must have been his uh aggro caldera deck yeah as he, he
0: was playing mine he would have laid down mcdonald's
1: right well that's what i'm saying he i couldn't it remember it though, if yeah. it was or not um yeah. and so yeah and then i used tardy takes and doug he printed off these incredible alt art decks where his was a last alliance of eagles and scouts and it was all top gun art. oh
0: so it was the top gun one yeah
1: and so he played that and it was great i loved uh I chopgun's cheesy and and ridiculous, but it, it holds a special nostalgic place in my heart, so I love getting to play across the table from it and I've this was it. this was the game where my tardy takes deck I think became more than just a meme for me because playing with like Kierdan at the table there, who I think was in Dan's uh Agro Kaldara deck and then Gui here there, like leadership frodo had. He, Incredible targets oh, for yeah. readying right from turn one um out there for for questing with him. And it's hilarious. My you know kind of the joke on Tardy Takes was how much of a you know beggar and like poor teammate I am a lot of the time. The Tardy Takes deck ended up being super benevolent for the most part. Like every once yeah, no, like I would ask for Willie to be paid for sometimes and then biffer like I, I i think i maybe asked for somebody to give biffer a resource once just so i could play like you, you know some needed lore card for the table you, you know but like i cannot believe how well my deck functioned there i didn't hit the huge um tighten your belts play which i did in the the first game which really jump starts a, a oh, yeah. bond of friendship deck i didn't hit that and it still went great And I got, like, the ultimate moment in that one where we're in the last round, there's the big boss enemy, we need to kill him, my board is fine enough but not good enough to kill this huge boss, Dan had done a couple, like, galaxy brain plays where he was kind of sacrificing heroes, not killing them but sacrificing them to these condition attachments for us so that we could Mm
2: -hmm.
1: not get these terrible condition attachments he even sword feigned an emery just to eat a treachery that has to attach to a hero so it was basically just the eagle deck that could kill this for us and i ended up with two copies of message from elrond in my hand at the end of the game and i was able to pass him a copy of justice shall be done and a copy of good harvest so that he could get, you know, like, the nine resources, three right. cards, and play basically out his entire hand because he had the resource smoothing there. And so he dumped a huge... Like he, he he basically emptied his hand of eagles onto the board at that point, point. and we needed every single one of them to end up killing the, the boss enemy that round. Like, yes, we probably could have, sort of like, done one more round and still won, but it was amazing that, like, the justice shall be done play actually worked like it wasn't just like to get somebody out of the game it was like we needed those cards and resources to win and i messaged from elronded them over uh dan took a picture of it immediately and sent it over to saponis on discord <laughs> who's the the champion of message from elrond for this community so it was it was really fun getting to kind of have that big epic play that the deck, I, you know, I had kind of hoped to get that, but wasn't sure I was going to in this at the con, and I, I got it, and it was as satisfying as I had hoped it would be.
0: I don't think you don't have to pile out this deck very well, dude, to be honest. It sounds like you're playing at the exact opposite of the intended purpose.
1: I, I really was, yeah. Like, I should have <laughs> been sitting there being like, give me a Biffa resource, give me a Williador, I'm kicking this dog off a bridge. Like, that was <laughs> what was supposed to happen, and that's not really how yeah. it ended up playing out.
0: Yeah, well, do you remember we, we played our really funny uh, Venmo cash app, uh, Aaron, yep. Riders. Aaron Riders? Yeah, that was, really
1: yep. fun. <laughs> yeah, that was the other card, because yeah, Bond of Friendship, like, I, I always had spare resources, like, I so I was giving out r- resources like candy over the games, like, instead of taking them with Biffer, I was throwing them all over the place, because like, I don't <laughs> need four resources on Thor and Stonehelm when I only have two cost tactics cards or less in my hit deck, you know? Yeah, so it was fun. It was a it was a good game. It was fun to see the the Eagle Scout deck um, out there. He gave me a copy of it, which I I have. Uh, I saw that he's working on a sequel deck that is Rat-a-Goose, uh that he's bringing to the con next year. So I'm very excited to see see that one, and hopefully get a copy of it as well.
0: I've only seen the uh, beach volleyball scene from that movie. That's mm-hmm. it. I've never seen Top Gun. And so I'd, obviously I obviously did not see Maverick, which was like the movie that saved movie theaters, which I right. Um,
1: Maverick was pretty mediocre. Top Gun, I don't know that I could really recommend it that strongly now. It had it was one of those like I think you had to watch growing up okay, and be, able, be like, OK, with the cheesiness of it because you were a kid. Um, or or experience it in the 80s or 90s when like that level of cheese was appropriately okay for this sort of movie, and then just be able to look at it through like the rose-colored nostalgia glasses <laughs> now. You know, okay, like I I think if I recommended it to you know you now, eh, you might like it, but I I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's not amazing.
0: Yeah, is it? Maybe you're thinking it's kind of like Rocky Three, right? Sure. Exactly. Like, exactly.
1: Uh, it's the right level of camp, but you have to yeah. want it. Right.
0: Cuz uh, Rocky 4 I think you could actually still like recommend because it's so stupid um that it's I think that would still kind of enjoyable because it's so mm-hmm. it's so cheesy that it's like oh my god. But anyway, uh we don't need to digress with the uh, movie talk. Um we could go forever on this. Uh you still played games that day, right? anymore?
1: That was my last game that oh, day. Yeah. At, yep, similar to the day before. Uh I think I went and had a beer and walked around and talked with people and just hung out before car- or cardboard of the rings dinner that night after that one, while well, we waited for you to finish caves up. So,
0: yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on to the last day. I have one game that I played cause, um, my flight, I had to leave at around three, three mm-hmm. thirty, And so I just played the one game and then called it quits and just vlogged. Um, I played the we uh as a group we had been wanting to play the meme game where mm-hmm. everybody played the meme decks. Um so Snake I control the memes and I played The Oath with Chad was playing the Simpsons deck. Uh Matthew D play I gave him the Mario Kart deck because he didn't have one, he had a real deck, and I was like, no 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 no, no my guy. <laughs> you gotta play a meme deck. So I gave him Mario Kart. Uh, Dan played your deck, the Care Bear one, and then I played Hamburglar. Uh, we did the achievement where stats were doubled, and honestly, that just made it more tedious. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like... It just took longer, because it was just like, oh, God, these guys are just, like... They're not... Uh, the one that was annoying was the one that... Um, there's a couple of spiders that are kind of like... The one that like makes you exhaust uh, when you engage it is annoying, and then the one that's like... Uh, has... Additional attack strength when stuff is exhausted is also
1: pretty annoying. Right. All of a sudden, there's six attack spiders or whatever. And that like, was, oh, well, this is a little spicy now, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was bad regular. Like, they'll need the stat double, and that would be really bad for you. Because it's like, oh, I quested with five characters against plus five attack strength. Uh, oh, and I'm defending, so six. It's like, great, cool. Um, <laughs> So, honestly, that would just made it tedious. Uh, so, uh, the oath, uh, it was all right. I mean, it was mostly just fun to have the, the memes out there, but, um, yeah, those I mean, aren't, the,
1: those aren't conquests for experienced players. Those are introduced players to the game quests. Like, so there's yeah, only yeah, so yeah. much you can do with the achievements to make them interesting. Yeah. And the the you deck deck is is so thin. the
0: fun. Yeah, the deck is so thin too. You just see the same cards over and over again. So many times too. Cause it's like, there's so many cards that bring the stupid enemies back. I was like, Oh my God, my guys, this is like crazy. So yeah, I mean, nothing really to say there. Uh, Quest not that great to play, but had some. it was mostly for jokes, so yeah, uh, that was it for me. Uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, well, I guess we can say this, but uh, why don't you tell us about like the five quests you played this day?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, why don't
0: you monologue? Do me and monologue, okay, forever.
1: perfect. <laughs> I'll kind of rapid fire through and just hit the the high points there. The first one I did was Fire on the Eastern Net. Um, I played that with uh, Eric Triton uh, Radix, and then greg i wanted to get a game in with greg um because he's my other coog uh in the the COTR community. <laughs> he lives in chicago now but previously lived in seattle and we were both at washington state university at, at the same time period oh really i didn't know you're at mm-hmm. the same
0: time i didn't yep. know that so I know he's you both
1: a, he's also a big mariners fan big seahawks fan big coog fan okay. so you know we big
0: kraken fan you guys big Kraken fan. long yep. time kraken exactly. fans yep
1: Yep, lifelong <laughs> together so we, you know we we we've talked each of the last couple cons you know sports ball stuff a lot um but had never played together so i wanted to make sure i got a game in with him he i played an eagles deck just my normal like Alep eagles and fire on the eastern that's kind of like a beefed up version of um the what gosh the, the villager one in third cycle amondin Amon Din. thank you it it's basically the same mechanic uh and my eagle deck can do a lot of different things and i played it like sub optimally for helping the table but very optimally for fun in that i basically just sacrificed and fed an eagles of the misty mountains all game long as opposed oh to, like, yeah because sometimes that deck the fun thing is passing around eagles around the table like so they're boosting stats and and giving people resources and readying allies and all these sorts of things but no i just killed off eagles like crazy and had a huge eagle of the misty Mountain. Yeah. Um, and, and the big highlight was definitely that I passed that to Greg at some point in the game and pla- slapped a uh, support of the Eagles on his Legolas
0: oh, hero. Nice.
1: And and I think he had a black arrow as well. So one of those overkill moments, I think we calculated he had like 36, 37 attack strength to kill the boss um, just from Legolas uh, in that, which was which was a fun highlight. And then we kind of ran it back at the same table spot there. Radix and Greg and I, um, Triton Wreck went off to play with some other folks. And so Doc H. Doug came in and, and joined his spot and we played mustering of the Rohirrim. So the fifth AP in the ellipse cycle there. And I just played my Rohan deck uh in that one. And that was that, that, <laughs> that quest was kind of a mess. um we, just, I think, some some new player and experience happening at the table a little bit there led us to, like, misplaying a couple things, to the point where, like, a couple of us that had played the Quest quite a few times were like, you know, we're just going to let it slide and just asterisk this one. Um, but it, we we kind of just powered through that one. Um, I, I don't, I you know, I've got my notes here. I don't really have any super memorable plays or anything from it other than, like, We definitely lost the quest, like, without a shadow of a doubt. But we won because we played through till the end, despite that. So, I mean, a huge, huge asterisk victory for us on that one. But it was still a good time playing with with Greg and Doug and and Radix there again. And then, at that point, this was the time where a lot of folks were starting to have to leave. My flight wasn't until super late um, in the evening there. So I was I was around for the long haul, but Salted Pork was getting ready to go. So he wanted to do a speed game of Lord of the Rings. They did it last year where he, you know, needed to get a game in with some folks that he hadn't gotten to play and they didn't have time for a real game. So they just tried to see how fast they could beat a quest. So I sat down with him and Triton Wreck and then Mag. Um and we played the seventh level. So this is yeah, call back to you saying like, oh no, you played another Dwaredolf quest. Yes, yes I did. I got I, I didn't choose it, but we did play seventh level in speed Lord of the Rings. I just played my Bond of Friendship deck because I knew that like it doesn't have that much card draw. <laughs> it just kinda <laughs> sits with its heroes yeah. on the table. Like it wasn't like I was going to be able to pilot that one very fast because everything's cheap and you know, my opening hand of cards was kind of gonna be what I had for a five round or three round super quick game. Uh, I think we we thought we had beat it, but then realized we didn't do the discarding until finding enemies thing correctly on stage two. So oh, yeah. an- another asterisk victory for us there. Like, obviously we would have beat the quest, but we beat it in like three minutes and 45 seconds, according to our original calculation. And then we were all packed up when we realized we screwed it up um, and didn't want to reset again. So we'll that that does not go into the record books. That was wind aided um <laughs> time for us on that one we'll have to to try to break their record of like sub five minutes uh next year at the con i guess for the the speed game uh the the, the only the funniest bit for that one for me by far was that uh mag uh joked that i had big timed him at the con this year because i'd played quite a few games with him two years ago the first uh. time that he was there uh and then joked that you know i didn't have enough time to play with him except for uh uh, this game, now that I was a, you know, celebrity co-hosting a Patreon-only <laughs> second feed podcast <laughs> episode there. Yeah. So that... Yeah. that
0: like, uh, mostly basketball. <laughs>
1: yeah, fed into my fake celebrity ego there. And then, from there, the the final Tardy Takes Deck game, where I think the legend of my Tardy Takes Deck, at least in my own mind, will be forever cemented, was... The Gap of Rohan, which was the final Alep quest that I wanted to play. Because, again, this would have been, meant that I played seven of the nine, only skipping uh, the caves and Blood and the Aizen. And I played yeah. this one with uh, Reese263, uh, Rob, and then Zach, a link to the Zach uh, on our Discord there, who, you know, I wanted to get a game in with both of them, all con, and, you know, had finally got it at the 11th hour here, basically. And I played the Tardy Takes deck, and this was the one where I had basically like all of the Tardy Takes deck moments hit perfectly correctly. Um, we won the game with Rob at 49 threat in the last round, with me having one hero left, and with Zach having like four characters. So, I mean, this was like the, the ultimate skin-of-our-teeth sort of game. Uh, a couple of the, the huge plays was we desperately needed to quest through stage two, which damages your exhausted characters. Um, And because we were hemorrhaging characters at that point, because you have to exhaust two characters at the beginning of every round. And then at the beginning of the quest phase, every character that's exhausted takes damage. And we were not questing well enough. And so I looked at how many cards were left in the encounter deck and there weren't that many. So I said, I'm going to play a wind from the sea and we'll YOLO quest with our heroes and hope that we hit the wind from the sea and ready everybody up. And it was like, okay, that sounds good. We're going to try that. But because we were going to quest with all of our heroes and they were going to ready, I was like, well, does anybody have an ally that I can ready with Frodo then? Because I was last player. And Zach was playing a Lithurial deck, and he was able to bring in Leadership Faramir with Lithial's ability, who I was able to Ooh. ready with Frodo, and then we hit Faramir hitting my board with Faramir and hit had enough willpower to quest through the stage.
2: Not which bad, was, not bad.
1: was quite the play. And then we needed to quest through the next one because all of our damaged characters now were blank. Mm-hmm. And I hit I hit my singleton copy of Free Peoples. And because we were late enough in the game, I had nine traits on the board, so I was able to. We were able to YOLO quest and ready everybody up the next round as well, uh, which was just great. I used both copies of Wizard's Voice to cancel three attacks over the course of the game, and I passed a good harvest over with message from Elrond. Also, at one point that allowed um, Zach to get two allies into play that he otherwise wouldn't have been able to. So it was, like, the ultimate perfect everything, and then in the final round, where I was the only one that was going to be able to kill the boss, I had to take an attack undefended, and Glorfindel would have died. And I got to sacrifice a loyal hound so that Glorfindel stayed alive, and Glorfindel had the three attack needed to help kill the boss enemy. So, I mean, it was, like, literally the perfect coming together of my Tardy Takes deck in like every single meme card in the deck was actually needed to win the game and I if it wasn't for the stupid recreant Rider thing that happened I would have said this game was probably the highlight of the con for me just in terms of like how it was the only one that I played all con that was like knife's edge razor thin the whole time like we could have lost or we could have won almost every single round of the game uh, so that was that was a blast for me for that one there to kind of more or less finish my con experience out after that i sat down with chad uh, and hey, hang on here. oh sorry
0: how come whenever you play with the other people you pass that useful cards <laughs>
1: <laughs> well in my defense the the two times i've played with you with message from elrond we have been just like curb stomping the quest so like <laughs> no, that's
0: true that is true
1: <laughs> like I had, I included Good Harvest in the deck specifically just oh, so right. I could pass it to you for leadership Elrond perp- or for uh, ally Elrond purposes. Right. I
0: forgot, yeah,
1: but I we, we didn't I need it because yeah. you sneak attacked it exactly. So, I
0: forgot that that so was at that, that
1: point, yeah. I'm, I kind of just had to do it for memes for you. But like in yeah. these ones, it was like we <laughs> actually need it. And man, message from Elrond, I am the biggest fan of that card. Like I can't believe that I used it th- like three copies of it to actually like help win games. Um. Yeah, Message from Elron plus Good Harvest. Great combo. Who knew? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, and then I rounded out my con. I, I had not gotten to play with Chad yet. I I think I missed out on playing with Aaron at the con this year as the only other COTR member I didn't play with. But Chad and I did a uh, game of Rome across Ravanian where I used my Eagles deck and it kind of just sucked. Like I <laughs> uh, I had a terrible run of it. Where I didn't do much and it didn't matter because he used uh, like a fellowship deck where he had like, I think Sam, Frodo, and Smeagol. And he just, he basically just could have won the game even if I wasn't there. Kwai here yeah. kind of did some things, but but we just roamed across Ravanion together. So it was nice to get a game in with Chad there at the end of the. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Last game.
0: Your Eagles deck can't push as well as mine does. So
1: it cannot. <laughs> nope. Not even a little bit. So yeah, that was. That was the end, you know. I got to play the majority of my decks that I brought. Uh, we didn't get our burglars turn in game, unfortunately, but
0: Bob um, uh, wasn't there, yeah, so
1: we didn't get to sequel it yeah. correctly anyway. So yeah, uh, yeah, we 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 discussed
0: that with uh, Bob at the end. We were like, that's got to be the thing that we do right away. I was like, yeah, next year. Actually, you know, it's funny because we, as I mentioned earlier, it's like, oh yeah, the problem with the freaking doing the swag is as soon as you're done, nobody's available to play a game except for. But we were like, you know what we should do, Bob? Is like, you should just wait. I think. Do we say like a first thing in the morning? One of the times we got to like, that's like the yep. first thing we got to do is we got to meet up with him. And
1: it's just so hard to plan something for later in the day because everybody. That's the problem. It's so yeah. disjointed. Somebody's halfway through a game. Somebody just sat down. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I had a lot. So I had a lot of fun Friday. We or sat or Sunday. I'm sorry. I, I got to play with a lot of people that I had never played with before, which was cool. Um I think that was something I really wanted to be intentional about at the con this year. Yeah. Since I do, I, I tend to play a lot of games with you, and I tend to play a lot of games with Salted uh, Pork, yeah. and I tend to yeah. play a lot of games with the other ALEP people, um, which is fun. That's kind of why I'm going to Minnesota, is to see all you people. But it was fun to get to play some games with some other folks, too. And yeah. I
0: really enjoyed well, it. yeah. We got to play together for the content and for the shenanigans. Um, so we yeah. got to be the vlog stars, right?
2: <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, overall, I would say... Uh, yeah, that was one thing that kind of stunk this year was I didn't get... I mean, I played with Matt, you, John. Matt and John. <laughs> uh, Bob, uh, Chrissy and you. Bob, Chris and you. Then, like, uh, McDog and uh, you.
2: <laughs> and
0: then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Purple Wizard, Meg, and McDog, and then uh, Chad and like a couple Greco guys. I didn't really get much in, but I think... I mean, let's be real. Like I said, part of the problem was that Friday I felt, at a certain point, I felt so bad that I was just like, I'm done. So, like, I think if I had felt better on Friday, I would have maybe tried to do a little bit more, but... um, Yeah. I mean, it's tough when you don't feel well, right? I mean...
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. The con is not a like conducive environment to not feeling well. It's yeah. loud. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of people. Um, a lot of people you want to talk to. A lot of people that want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's not a a fun place. You said yeah, you headache by the end. Like yeah, no, not a good time.
0: Yeah, and uh, we we split things up. Uh, we'll get to that now soon. Uh, pretty much doing some other stuff. Also, kind of like took me away from the con, so then I couldn't, like... Then it was like I came back, and it was like, oh, everybody's doing stuff again. <laughs> so
1: um, Yeah, definitely.
0: So, uh... Because that happened last year, too, because last year we did the, um... Did you come with us? Oh, no, because you were at the ALAP lunch. I went to the we ALAP to,
1: lunch, yeah. So when we went to, uh...
0: The Archive, and we went for the tour. Uh, but I think, what, I think what the advantage of that one was because you guys did that lunch, and when we came back, um... And then you guys came back, and a whole bunch of people. So it was like, yeah, that was a little bit different last year, but, uh, yeah. So I wish I'd gotten more games in with different, with more people. Um, like I said, unfortunately, part of the thing is just like because we do the swag thing, then it's kind of like, well, not much to be done about that. And then some other stuff, but yeah, I just didn't play that many games either. Like we counted when I played, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Success, 7.5 if you want to count like the Allberg as a half game or whatever for mm-hmm. me i just didn't get many in um uh glittered case probably didn't help that took so long um
1: well friday is just so hard like even if you Friday's weren't sick too busy. like yeah you know like i guess we're kind of going into that but like we do swag i had time for one game I did alep lunch. I did henna tattoo. I had time for a couple games, and then we went to Caleb's. Like, I mean, there were there were four non-card game related things that I was doing that day. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's 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 just hard to get stuff in. Um, And then Sunday, uh, the difference as well was last year I drove, Mm -hmm. so um, yeah, so I I could leave whenever, right? I, I I think last year I literally left when the con closed or, like, right before, like, a little bit, like, maybe 30 minutes before it did. Uh, this year, I had to leave a little bit early, so, and once I kind of got to a point where I was, like, mm, starting another game, not really going to be conducive, I was just done. So, that way, I was just, like, I just didn't have the time anymore, you know? So, that's another factor thing, too. I could have probably gotten, like, one or two more in had I driven, um, as usual, as the previous year. So, I think that mattered, too. So... Um, anything else you want to quickly say about the game? show? I just save it for wrap up, I guess. Right. Closing thoughts, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so let's go. Let's go in. Uh, let's run through our shenanigans here of stuff we did. So, uh, well, I guess the first thing we should talk about is, uh, we met up at the airport together and, uh, I completely blew you off to go try to find a bathroom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was just like, I really got a pee. Understandable, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, uh, um, then you just walked up to me as I was just like beelining it towards the bathroom, which was kind of funny. I was like, oh yeah, I tried to look for you real quickly because I was gonna like vlog up, but then I was like, yeah. Then I was like, I really got a pee, so I was just like, we oh, yeah, got, I gotta just get this done. <laughs> um, and then we kind of walked around for a bit at uh, MSP, waiting for uh for Johnny Boy. Um, so. That's not there's not much to talk about there. I mean, we talked about a lot about basketball because
1: uh, the Dame trade just the happened.
0: Dame trade. Yeah, so that was like, oh, that's the. Other, I guess I should that should have been on shenanigans. Was my brand is strong because multiple people. The very first thing they wanted to talk to me about was the Dame trade. I mean, it had happened on uh, Wednesday, I think, right? And mm-hmm. we were there, so it was like it had just happened, like, too. less so, than twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. So of course, it was the it was the hot topic too. Like it, like it was like so mind blowing, like. Uh, I told the, I had, uh, you know, we haven't talked to Dan on the podcast about, it. I've talked, I've talked to you guys in real life, but it was like, I, it was the my afternoon of the last day before I was at work before I was going just on a vacation. I was like, I cannot work under these conditions, guys. First of all, I don't want to be here because I'm going on a vacation. The same trade happened. And I was just like, oh my God. I was, yeah. That my, my, my the rest of my afternoon was just cooked. I mean, big shock. Right. But um. So that was a that was a good one for me. Multiple people immediately just immediately, that's the first thing they want to talk to me about. So I was like, hell yeah, the brand is strong for me on that one. Um, And we met up with Chad, went to the hotel uh, at the hotel. Um, saw because he brought everything he had because he drove this year. It was like crazy how much stuff he had, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he brought everything. Yeah, so much previous year swag to get rid of, a bunch of yep. play mats, all his entire collection. He had a. a, a multiple like gigantic plastic totes full of Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. stuff, uh, which was fun to get upstairs. Glad we had a a crew to carry it up with us there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then we, uh, we kind of, um, looked at some stuff that he, because he had brought like his his art, we, uh, opened up the box from John of all the cards, (laughs) um, did some goofs with that and, uh, just kind of hung out and, uh, that we we sleeved all of my Coke brick of cards, <laughs> which took forever. Um, and then uh, anything anything else to say about that? I mean,
1: I can't no, think... not really. It was fun Thursday. It's it's always fun to get in early. I think the day before the con, get to meet with everybody, hang out. Like we did a lot of like COTR group stuff that day, which was nice since we didn't get to do a lot of like gaming and playing with the team over the weekend. So that was fun. Yeah, uh, in the lead up to the you know, brewery event that night.
0: Yeah, which uh, the one bad. Well, it's probably good because it, uh, only one TV had the freaking NFL
1: game on. Game on. Yeah, and I was
0: like, this is stupid. We're at a bar. How's it? but it was because yeah, they were playing five.
1: replays of a baseball game. I know, the Twins game like, that had happened stupid. earlier in the day.
0: Uh, it was it was okay. We sucked anyway. We lost. So I probably would not have wanted to watch the game, but I was also kind of like, why does this bar have? It's the NFL. Come on, right? You know, um, whatever. But. Um, yeah, so I don't know what you did at, at, at High Pines. I, uh, chatted with, um, John Leo a, a bunch. Um, we talked, uh, talked with, um, Kitty and, and, uh, Sarahi. And then, um, yeah, we made some, uh, Golden Bachelor was on. We were talking about Golden Bachelor a bunch too. Cause it was just like, the con- the concept of that is just really funny. Um, so yeah, uh, but I didn't really do much, anything super notice. I mean, notable. No, the,
1: no nothing worthy of the, the podcast here. Probably just a, a nice evening, hanging out and talking to people that yeah, I talk pretty, to a lot on the internet, anyways. but don't get to see in person very often. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Basically the notable thing was the weird football thing.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um. So let's go to, let's talk about the swag here a bit. Um. Let's do some of the funny ones here before we do the, the, the book here. So footbags, my God, this was like uh, this was the like the best idea thing.
1: you've ever had.
0: Oh yeah, easily,
1: uh, easily. Like I, yes. I full stop the best <laughs> idea you've ever had was pitching hacky sacks, which then Matt <laughs> called footbags because he thought everybody else called them footbags. So now we well, all call them footbags. That's what the uh, the company what, called them. That's what the company yeah. calls
0: them. So yeah, so they're hacky like,
1: sacks. They're not footbags, but they're footbags because now they are. Like,
0: calling it like uh facial tissues at a kleenex right
1: Um, yeah i think john joked or maybe not joked, maybe maybe seriously that like the time that we got into the center there before the con opened on friday was like a core memory for him (laughs) now because like (laughs) we had so much fun with those stupid hacky sacks like oh yeah Yeah, yeah. we were terrible predictably terrible in a circle you know like and all those sorts of things then chris of all people decides that he wants to walk across the room and see if he can throw these hacky sacks from one corner of the gigantic <laughs> room to the other so we're sitting there whipping them across you know hitting beams hitting walls like <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh,
1: yeah i mean it, it was literally like being like 13 again you're like what would a bunch of 13 year old boys do if you gave them a whole box of hacky sacks probably the exact same thing that we did you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, just a a dumb good time. We we learned that Chris can juggle. He juggled for us uh, quite mm. well. Um, and then I used I used a first player foot bag for most of my games at the rest of the con. I think I brought like four of them home <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I, I think three, I was supposed yeah. to hand more out, but I think I forgot. So I my my kids have these these hacky sacks <laughs> here. Uh, so yeah, no, I was that was so fun. That was that was my swag highlight of the the weekend, for sure, was the first player Footbags.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of uh, fun to do. It was just, like, yeah, it was, like, so crazy. Like, that was... I mean, it took... It was so easy for us to set up the actual, like, our swag stuff, because it's, like... It, it just the item box, we had was, like... We're done. <laughs> and then it was just, like, we opened up the Footbags and I was just, like, hell yeah! And we were just, like, yeah, then it was just immediately like, it devolved into chaos and... um, Yeah. As, as, as should have been predictable but yeah that was a lot of fun that was probably uh that was like i think uh on the con of the rings uh survey i think i put that as my highlight i
2: was like yeah the secret highlight
0: was us horsing around before with the with the hacky stacks before the the yeah just good dumb fun yeah um we had the hilarious trying to handle all of your tardy takes uh decks that we got the accent did we talk about this on the the first one where we got a hundred of them by mistake?
1: We did not. We we talked oh, about okay. it in the vlog, so check out the vlog if you missed that. But yeah, we, we accidentally printed a hundred of them. So John, I think, shipped about thirty ish yeah. up to the con, and after handing them out to the COTR crew that wanted them and stuff, we had like twenty twenty five ish, twenty eight that 28. we needed that we needed to hand out to folks over the course of the weekend, <laughs> so that we wouldn't have to throw them away. And you know uh... what? Every single Tardy Takes deck got uh, taken. So quite a few people like really wanted one and we were more than happy to. And then I think there were a couple people that we just pestered enough over the course of the weekend. Yeah. that they, they finally got one. Chris, for example, I think ripped open um, one of the, the shrink wrap because oh, he wanted to and, ju- your... and just took a tree beard uh, card. Oh, that's funny. was all he also ripped one open because he uh singleton copies of ally elron and stuck them in all of john's decks <laughs> at one point yep. over the con as well uh yeah, that so, was yeah. Good. but we did we did get rid of all of the all the tardy takes decks yeah
0: uh to my much to my surprise um, much to my surprise that, yeah i thought we were gonna get rid said, of like five um john sent me a video because i was like hey uh i need to make sure that we ship one out to a listener for a prize and John sent me a video he saw the box there was still the 70 of them the box oh, that's still so funny. at his place that. yeah that was funny uh, Nalir finally showed up that was fun everybody in the crew loved seeing Nalir um, mm-hmm. I don't know if really anybody at the con really seemed to notice that he had shown up uh, I didn't see a lot of fanfare about it
1: uh, no. but we were, he,
0: we were happy he would have
1: been a big hit with everybody last year but he was a bigger hit just for us this year so I think yes. that's okay
0: I think almost everybody on the crew who showed up uh, on the vlog for the last day is standing
1: in front Nalir. of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is how much we loved in the that he was there this time. Um, and then the book, the book was. Uh, cool. I mean, it, it looked good. It was uh, felt good. It uh, had the nice texture on it looked, you know, the rib, the ribbon. I know you're upset that we didn't pick shell gray. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But it but- looks good.
0: Yeah, the gold, the corn, or I think it was maize, I think we picked or whatever. I don't know, it looked good. Um turned out really well. Happy with it. Um people seem to like it. Um I think it's an item that you know, um I mean we discussed this when we made it, a little bit like seeding it for the future, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, nobody's gonna start a saga campaign here today, but most of us are that are still playing this game for for whatever reason, despite it being dead, are kind of in it for the long haul, where we'll we'll probably Mm -hmm. play the saga again at some point. Maybe not this year, maybe not in five years, but probably again at some point. And it's very cool that we'll have this book when we do it.
0: And, like, for the new players, or the, you know, the revised core set of people, or people Mm -hmm. playing with somebody who's, like, it's like, yeah, it's like, now is a good time to do it. Um, Because, like, Matt... He he wanted to do something. Well, he wanted to do an art book for a long time, but like the le- the legal stuff with that, just like eh, not 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 good, not working out. Um, but then uh, he wanted to do this previously too, and I would I would just be like, why the hell would we make this when like, *Vengeance of Mordor* or like Erid Mithrin is coming out? I'm like, no one wants to play the sagas, dude. Like those came out like four years ago, but uh, this is a good time now. Good timing with um where the game is and um yeah i, I i'm happy yep. with it it was it was, it was an chad item too that in, yeah
1: oh Go sorry ahead. i was gonna say chad put in a ton of work on the drawings matt put in a ton of work getting the text ready john put in a ton of work formatting it you know you and i did a lot of work editing um so there, there was a lot. We we pulled community members to help us edit and stuff as well. So it was cool to see a lot of hard work, um, come to fruition the way it did. The books looked better than I think any of us could have hoped for when yeah. we were originally plotting it out. So we're we're very pleased with how they they turned out there.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to say something similar. I was going to say that like it was an item that used multiple people's expertise yes. for once, which was kind of cool too. That it was like, it was. um multiple people had things that they were like knew about. That was that was kinda cool too. Um so yeah, happy with it. Um I haven't used it yet, obviously. Um I have not played a game. for <laughs> of the Rings since I got back from the con it's only uh, let's to be fair. Uh, we're recording less today. Than a month. On, yeah, we're recording on the uh October twenty sixth. So like come on. Um yeah, less than a month since we played, so uh not that surprising. But yeah, happy with the book. Uh people seem to like it, so um. Yeah. Uh. I had a tattoo. Uh, this was my other highlight of the con. Chad mm-hmm. getting this freaking stupid Yattle henna tattoo. Uh, was hilarious. Uh, we went over to the hotel and went um to that like those like uh, I don't know how to describe it for people. It's not th- it's not in the lobby and it's not in the hallway really. They have like a little look, I guess, or something like that you could say with a couple of tables set up. we went there um that'll appear on the vlog that'll appear on the second breakfast. John's got some audio. We talked to the uh tattoo artist who did it. that was fun. She was really game for it, which was I was like gonna the say best the, the best
1: part of that by far was how good of a sport she was. like she was yeah. excited to do it uh even though she admitted it was kind of weird, like she usually does like little girls' birthday parties. she said is like the main mm-hmm. thing she does, so like yeah a weird Star Wars character for Chad was way outside of her normal uh, mm-hmm. job operations, but yeah, that was that was the funnest part was that 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 she was like so into doing it and and did such a good job too. Mm-hmm. Um, so very yeah. cool
0: she seemed to have fun with it. Um she seemed to like, yeah, we were talking to her, and she was having a good time. And she came with us to the uh, center for when Chad showed it off. And she was like IG, she was on IG live and stuff doing yep. it, or whatever. It was pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I, that was, and it, as you said, it turned out really good. It was like, damn, this looks freaking good. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and then Matt also got the G rune on his hands mm-hmm. too. So, uh, yeah. Um, for another really stupid thing, yeah, are, two, are like two stupid things that turned out really well this year <laughs> Hacky Sacks. And had a tattoo, um, yeah. So next year we just got got to do exceeded more expectations. St- <laughs> got to do all stupid stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so Caleb's, uh, I did mention that I went home early from here because I got a really bad headache. Um, but we did play Omega Mega Virus. Uh so story of this game is it's from the. 90s, I
1: think. Um, 80s, I think. Even uh, yeah, or... either late 80s or early 90s. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a board game, and it's um one of the ones with like a, a speaker, I guess you would say, right? It talks to you, like, uh, and you're basically like space marines, essentially, on a spaceship that's uh got a virus on it, and you have to like stop this virus, and so you gotta uh, run around um the the board, but you have to like uh kind of like I'm trying to think what games are like this, but there's like this um thing in the middle you gotta like push buttons on it and stuff like that but what's the the funny thing about it is that uh the virus is like mocking you the whole time, it calls you like puny humans and it laughs at you and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just it's ruthlessly uh mean to you and it's very funny uh it, does have, it did kind of have this cool thing where it was like, it's essentially got like four sections, like a T shape, and uh, those are different colors, and like partway through the thing it would tell you like, because uh, it's got a little bit of like this like clue element where you have to find yeah. like what node the virus is in, and as like during parts of the game it'll tell you like close certain um, parts of the T or the plus, and which means that the virus isn't there, so like it narrows it down, so it's kind of cool, it's interesting um. so the, you played it I played it twice you played it once um, yes and then uh, in my first game I got really lucky and I found like you need to find basically you need to assemble a weapon so that you can go kill him basically the virus and I found all the stuff for the weapon really quickly and I just could never find the the virus and I think Matt was saying like what happened was because I found him and I think like as I found him we ran out of time so I didn't even have a chance to yeah. like kill him. I
1: tried to kill you the turn before because I didn't yes. want anybody to win and I missed. <laughs> I I failed yep. on my my shot attempt. But yeah, we we ran out of time.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, you also had the funny thing too where it uh
1: basically it blew up some it. of my stuff on somebody else's turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't it, know. It, it, so I don't know why I you did that. Yeah. I can't wholly recommend the game, but it was fun, uh, especially with the hype that Matt had for having it and playing it there. Yeah, it was it, pretty fun. It shows its age, but it was it was better and more fun than I thought it was going to
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, and I played it a second time with um, John and MJ. And then I watched
1: Chris... Chris won, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Chris... Yeah, Chris, like, it was crazy. It was like, if you ever needed, like, evidence that Chris was, like, a freaking computer program robot, I could tell, having played the game a couple of times... Chris basically got the nuts every single time. Like he like immediately found everything he needed and also like immediately knew where the virus was. So he won like the game was over like probably like 7 minutes and it takes like it's a literally a real time 25 minute game. Mm-hmm. And he had it done like so fast cuz he just got lucky and got everything he needed like immediately. It was crazy. It was like oh my god. I, like I could tell at a certain point I was like, "Oh my god, Chris knows where everything is and he's just gotten super lucky in getting all the stuff." And it was hilarious of course that he would be the one because we nobody won like all the other times nobody beat him um or beat the virus i should say what i mean him so um yeah it was it was funny it was uh interesting Uh, like it was cool that it like it worked really well it was a really good shape for like uh how old it was and it totally worked and it was very novel i would say yeah
1: yes yep definitely
0: yeah so uh that was it. Uh, I saw people play the bean game Bonanza, but I was uh, and by that point. Oh, you did not play that either. But by that point, I was like, oh, my God, I feel horrible. So I was like looking to get out of there.
1: Um, but you played yeah. some other game, right? I played a magnet game. Yeah, with with uh, Dan and Chad and Chris, I think who I played with. And yeah, I <laughs> I got shook. I, I won the first game I played of it. And then the second game I had like a just terrible, horrible, rotten, no good experience where I dropped magnets and they clumped together and stuff. I think I think John described it as me being a person that was living in an infomercial, like you know. Oh yeah, that struggle. That um, one with
0: the, the yeah the the hoses on stuff. He drops them all. Yep. I know. I know what gift you're talking about. Yep.
1: Exactly. So that was the only other game I played there. Other than that, it was just nice to kind of have a quiet place away from the con to just get and sit and chat with folks. You know, we. Yeah, that, that's basically what I did. Just mingle, hang out and have a good time, which was nice.
0: Yeah, we were gonna Dan wanted to talk basketball with us. And I talked a little bit with him and then I but I was just like, oh God, I need to get out of here. I feel uh yeah, I just needed to go and lay down, <laughs> basically. Um the other uh quick one that was funny uh our... you mentioned the C O T our dinner we did at the Mongolian Grill. Um I got the best picture of the crew ever, um, which has the tips of my fingers and Aaron's fingers. And it's only missing Matt, (laughs) but we're all technically in it. So it's really funny. And Chad's got a hilarious, she's eating in it. Um, But the two notable things about it, everybody had a lot of greens on it, which was like, as everybody was just like, oh my God, I need vegetables. And then uh, the funny thing was to me was us trying to explain college football
1: realignment to Chris. (laughs) Chris, yeah, that was, that (laughs) That was was very fun. Because it doesn't make any sense, uh, exactly. And, and so, trying to explain it to somebody who knows nothing about it, it 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 it, it sounds crazy. Uh, it does. It sounds, it sounds insane, stupid. and it is. It because uh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was funny.
0: Yes, trying to be like uh, you were telling him Stanford is in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And he's, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like uh, yeah. Trying to explain all this regionality to him and stuff was like oh so funny. It was like yep. yeah, he, had, he had, didn't. Uh, no base knowledge of it, so us trying to explain, yeah, cultural ball realignment was really funny.
1: Um,
0: yeah, uh, and then uh, we we did go to B Dub's for a little bit. Talk about another place that was unpleasant. Smelled bad in the room, and it was really hot. Um, mm-hmm. So we did not stay very long because <laughs> I, I, I I did not want to stay there very long. Um, we played just one uh, a classic. Um, I I watched the videos. There was a. I had a couple of good clues. Um, have you ever seen? I, uh, you are the right age. Did you ever see Disney Channel original
1: movie Halloween Town? Oh, of course. Oh, hell yeah.
0: OK, I yeah, grew up I had... on
1: Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> Halloween Town's not in my top tier. OK, uh, but yes, I mean, I've, I've seen that and I think there's like two or three more of them like Return to Halloween yeah. Town and, and mm-hmm. stuff, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I had a pretty good one there with uh, the clue was Halloween and I put town on there and I was like, hell yeah. So I Mm -hmm. felt good about that one. Um, I was a terrible guesser. I got both of my guesses wrong. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was in the ballpark, but not quite right. Um, Because the one, it was song and I just thought it was music because I couldn't quite tell what was going on, which is close. But uh, and then I also got failure. Um, That's tough. yeah, because like, people threw me off a little bit, too, because so many people put down, like, loser sports teams, so I mm-hmm. just thought it was a loser. I was like, these are just losers, <laughs> so I was like, it just must be loser, because I think you had, like, the Nets, uh, like, the Mariners were on there, like, the, the Vikings, <laughs> yeah. so I was like, this is just, you know, just losers, <laughs> so I was like, um, or, like, I was like, it's, like, a loser or a loss, because I couldn't quite figure it out, um, yeah, but, yeah, um, the highlight that of that,
1: by ones. far, was that we got Chris to have Canada as Canada, his clue yep. at the, for the last one there, so that was good. We, yep. we successfully did that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we played the worst game of Decrypto ever.
1: Yeah, uh, neither team was either close to guessing the other team's thing. Like, I don't even know how much there is worth to say about Decrypto. We had a fun, but neither team was anywhere remotely close to winning. Our no, team we just thought... lost because we were yeah. worse.
0: Yep, pretty much. Yeah, you guys, yeah yeah my team won because your team lost basically is yep, what happened. exactly uh we were bad uh we did think for a moment that you guys were on to us early but then we thought we
1: were on to you too and then it turned out we weren't even close but we we yeah. thought we were on to you for a while
0: yeah there was one where i i did sauce it out but then i didn't understand that the clue was because it was heat and i thought it was some sort of like i thought the, i thought the clue was like um Like gangster or heist or something like that. So I was just wrong because then there were then you had clues about like hot stuff and I just was I blew it. But Mm -hmm. I at one point I I sussed it out, but then I effed it up. Um, But yeah, so we it was it was probably the worst game of the crypto anybody's ever played. It was really bad. Um, You'll see it on the vlog. Um, We were horrible. Uh, Then we played heat with John. Um, You managed to somehow win with Ferrari, uh, which was surprising. Uh, you yep, actually, you barely it. beat the AI, though,
1: to be real. Uh, yeah, it was close between me and the and the first AI that won. I, I crossed the finish line slightly before they did, and then everybody else finished the next round. So, but yeah, yeah, that was good. I, 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 I was pretty lucky in that game, if we're going to be fair. like I Yeah, you had, you had
0: one really lucky. I had
1: one right. really good turn that basic like two-thirds of the well, way the through game. the game that yeah. basically cemented it for me at that point, as long as I didn't Ferrari it and screw it up, I think john was telling me to go make some toast at one point Uh, so but yeah i came through in the clutch red team won um unlike in 2023 real life for the most part
0: yeah i didn't do so hot it was the first time i played the game so not surprising that i didn't quite know what i was doing um i did also think i got a little unlucky with those uh like boost ones like every single time i did it i got like two you know yeah like you got you got like you got like fives and stuff like that you got like really high numbers and i was getting all lows and I, I was even doing the math i was like i should have high cards left in here and i just get bad luck so uh just didn't quite work out my favorite not that i would have won anyway just because i did i was also tired again at this point so i was doing some bad counting too because at one time i meant to do something and i ended up one short because i just couldn't count the squares right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like oh, i'm tired <laughs> uh, obviously i can't count the difference between three and four, apparently. this is I'm, to, I'm toast. Uh, so, um, I'd like to play it again um, and not be just like... I mean, this is Saturday night, so by this... Yeah, you're pretty I mean, much... Yeah, it was like
1: 11 o'clock on Saturday night, too. It was, yeah. it was late.
0: Yeah, you're pretty much toast at that point. And then uh, I also did basketball lunch with Dan that you unfortunately couldn't make, and um, well, yeah, we mostly talked about Dame uh, because and then uh, we did, uh, at that point, uh, Drew had been traded too, so we did talk a lot about that too, because that was like, um, I mean, those were earth-shattering, like, yeah, league, big altering traits. Uh, and then, you know, um, I tried to make him feel a little bit better about the Mavs, because uh, he's, as we've talked many times, he's so frustrated by Luka and his whining and complaining, and I, I, always, I always try to bring this up, because I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, you remember when, like, we used to think Jokic was like, uh he was he like, was a good player, you know, really good outlet passes, fun guy, but like he was never in shape, so he was just like he was like a good player but not a great player, right? Yeah. Uh and then he showed up to the bubble and everybody thought he was emaciated cuz he was so thin, and but he was actually in shape. It <laughs> was the, was the answer. Mm-hmm. And then then he became uh the best player in the league and it was like, "Oh, yeah, look at this." And, but I was like uh I was telling, like, I was tell Dan. I'm like I mean, Jokic by that point, I mean, he would and he had to be in the league a bunch of years, right, before he matured enough to be like, okay, time to take it seriously. And uh, I, that's what I try to tell Dan. Is like, it, it, for Luca, it, it, they try to accelerate so much because he's so good already. But it's like it, it'll still take him time to get the maturity and like the um, all that stuff ironed out. And I'm like. That's what you would have to hope for. And he's like, wow, I'm glad you make me feel better about this. <laughs> yep. And then I just like, bring up like, but yeah, but then also you uh, you signed Kyrie Irving Log long extension, so you should feel bad too. <laughs> so,
1: mm-hmm. um, so yeah,
0: unfortunately you couldn't make that. But um,
1: Yeah, that was I was in the middle of a couple of games there on Sunday when we tried to do that. So unfortunately, I yeah, couldn't escape.
0: The mistake was I saw you free at one point and Dan and I were probably only like Two turns away from finishing our game, and I should have went up to you and said, "Don't start a game." Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: because um, again, those were the games where I was playing with like a lot of different folks too. So, like, had it been like a you know my fourth game with salted pork or something like that, mm-hmm. it would have been one thing to be like, okay, you know, I'm gonna go do basketball lunch instead. Actually, yeah, but first yeah. game with some folks can't, you know, don't want to skip out on that sort of fun.
0: Right? Yeah, because then by the by the time we got done, then you were in a game again, and I was like. Ugh damn, I freaking blew it. I should have just told you as soon as I knew that we were close. Because then it was getting kind of close to lunchtime and I should I should have said something then. But oh well. Uh, Dan and I, once again, had our duo uh, Portillo's. He got the salad again. It takes forever to get a salad at Portillo's because nobody in the Midwest ever orders a salad. <laughs> Love that. It was like, welcome back to the Midwest. It was like, everything else. I got just like, uh, chicken tenders, something like that. And it was done so fast. It was like... <laughs> I got a salad. It took forever. And he was like, he was, he said the same thing. He was joking. He was like, yeah, these people are probably like, got this asshole getting a salad. <laughs> <laughs> like, who gores this at this place? I was like, yeah. I was like, it is the Midwest. Yeah, people don't order salads at places like this. So, that was funny. Um, any reflection or closing thoughts you want to share about uh, more of the con stuff here?
1: Um, yeah, just one thing, I think, for me that I really should have done at the top of the show, but I think we'll maybe even work better here for the the sickos that have stuck around until the end. Like just a really sincere thank you to the folks that listened to us on the second feed. Like I had an overwhelmingly like gracious and positive number of people come and talk to me at the con about how much they like listening to the show, uh, how excited they were to see the tardy takes decks and play Like, I had some folks be like, yeah, I drove eight hours and listened to you guys the entire time on the way in. Uh, I had somebody buy me a beer, uh, you know, as a thank you for the show. Um, It it was just weird and cool to be, like, on this side of the thing. Like, again, we joke as, like, a content creator sort of for this game. Like, we're not really a big deal, but... it made me feel really, really warm, like great thoughts for the community. Just how many people really appreciated the things that you and I do here. Um, when, when, for the most part, like a lot of this is just kind of for us, like we love creating content for the people, but you and I have a good time just kind of coming here and goofing <laughs> yeah, around yeah. together on the podcast, right? Like half of this episode is just us getting to, you know, reminisce <laughs> and joke. Um, so yeah, really, really, truly thank you to everybody who, who made that part of the con just very special for me and very different from my previous ones. Um, it, it was very cool getting to, you know, just meet a bunch of people that like what we do and get to play games with you and, and really enjoy my time spending out and hanging with you all. Uh, can't wait to see y'all again next year.
0: Yes. I'm glad that a lot of people are out there to congratulate you uh, and talk to you about how uh, all this stuff. And then they know that they don't say that to me because they know I'm just doing it for myself. <laughs> But like care. you
1: said, the brand is strong. You had a ton of people that were immediately like, I need oh, to talk true. to you about Damian Lillard. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody was like, I must talk to you about the car games. Like, well, I must talk to you about Damian Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I care more about. <laughs> right. Uh, that's true. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I had some I mean, some people to come up and say some stuff to me. I think they know that you're the person to talk to about that stuff because I'm just like, cool. I can't believe you actually listen to this crap,
1: <laughs> well, they just uh, I think they they probably just correctly know that my ego is just like just perfectly inflated by by this oh, like very true. tiny like z level of solution that that they just knew to feed into it, just to yeah, to stroke that ego for me there, I think,
0: yeah, and they know that I just think they're a sicko for listening to it, yeah, at all. exactly <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you need to be institutionalized, <laughs> why would you listen to this um um. No, yeah, it was. It was surprising to hear the amount of people though who were like, "Oh, yeah, this was a, uh, cool." Because we released those uh, long episodes, the ranking ones, right before the, ranking, the con, yeah. which was kind of the point when we when we plotted that out was to be like, "Oh, let's put out something longer, kind of like right beforehand." That was kind of like part of the. Also, uh, I mean, I think people know this that not a lot of uh, foresight goes into the total overall planning of when things come
1: out. <laughs> yeah, no, it comes when it comes, like. <laughs> yeah
0: so it, it happened to work out that way it we works the, yeah but but it was once we had them in the can then it was kind of like okay because i i think i had them all done and then i kind of was like how should we how should i be putting these out um how should they line up because i didn't quite, un, I couldn't quite i couldn't quite figure it out and then <clears> you, you kind of were like why don't you do it like this and i was like okay and then, then that's how i uh set them up to go out um which i think worked out pretty well to be honest i think that was a good idea
1: yeah, um, not as good of an idea as the, the foot bags, but a decent idea. Uh,
0: like, not every idea can be like the million dollar idea, man. Sometimes you gotta just have like the hundred thousand dollar idea, right? Exactly. Um so uh yeah, I had a good time. Uh I think um you kind of gave like the uh I'll think of a nuts and bolts one here. which this is gonna be so opposite of the way that we normally do things. <laughs> but I'm actually gonna give like the the analysis nuts and bolts thing. Um I would say a couple things. I wish I had um paid a little bit more attention to some of the uh cards that were in the encounter decks. Uh it, i mean, we mentioned Dark and Dreadful, or what mm. is that? The name of that one, right? Um, a bunch of times. Uh I forgot about Sun Pitfall. Uh and or need knowing that I was gonna need to have my hasty strokes on that quest. Um so I wish I had just done a little bit more uh research beforehand. But I I well this is like a preference thing because some people probably just like rolling up and just like they don't care and whatever. I think maybe this is because, as we've discussed previously, because like I my the organized play I got used to playing first was like a tournament. So like you got really gotta be prepared. So like, um, maybe that's just like I don't know, just the way that I am. I, uh, <laughs> um, so I kind of wish I had done a little bit more of that, been a little bit more prepared. Prepared for some of the stuff because it was kind of annoying to be like, oh my god, dark and dreadful. Like, ugh, I can't believe I forgot this existed, type of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to piggyback off that one because it kind of does play into my sure, other nuts sure. and bolts one in that this is two years in a row now for the con that I've made like specific decks that I teched to handle certain quests in the con cycles and then just didn't play those quests and didn't, so oh, I didn't yeah, play my decks. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I'm just not going to do that anymore, I think. Okay. You know, like, I think it it, it was a fun deck-building exercise for me, but, like, I don't want to play Redhorn Gate or Watcher <laughs> in the Water or sure. Normal into the Pit. So, like, it was cool and fun that I built a deck that I thought could have done well for multiplayer for those, just like it was fun that I built that, mo- like, Grey Wander or the Bowman deck last year, but, like, they just didn't get played so presumably it might be Lord of the Rings sagas next year if the the cycle happens like I'm just I'm not going to build a um, you know breaking of the fellowship specific tech deck because I'm just not going to play it like I, I, I can't recommend doing that <laughs> anymore for myself so <laughs> sure. that, that was my main deck building thing I learned bring bring just like four decks that are my favorite fun decks and and that's good enough yeah um yeah, as far as
0: decks for me, like this year, like uh I didn't play the Eagles one, uh, which I think I normally would have, but I I got so many decks brought for me that I didn't um I mean I played the hamburger most of the time too. Many, but I mean part of the thing was just it was so stupid to get out there, so I had to play because I think I wanted to play some other stuff, but I was just like, God, this is so dumb. <laughs> I have to play it. Um uh, I ignored a lot of uniqueness this year. Uh, partially because I played the Hamburglar's Turn deck and, and no one could tell what the hell was on my board. <laughs>
1: so it doesn't really right, matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. it would be like people like, oh, I also have this. And I'm like, yeah, but my, I have Mayor McCheese. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, uh, who cares? Uh, so. Um, I think we discussed it in the first one to uh, first episode where it's like, if they're significantly different in abilities, like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter, you know, it like does. if you've got like like we said, if you've got like everybody's got tactics a win it's like, okay, yeah, that's that's kind of unsporting, <laughs> but it's like if you got Timmerhill Hill and Jimmerhill, hill, they don't their abilities are not the same, even if you got like r one ally r one hero, those they don't really it's they're the, fine it's not breaking anything, yeah, they don't do anything similar, you know, where it's like. Um
1: right. We're not yeah, both no. using like here and Ally Elra here who are like kind of doing the same thing or whatever. Right. Yeah. Even though that might not be overpowered, it's still like kind of the same card. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Maybe. Um I think... I...
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh sorry. Oh, should... oh, I was gonna
1: say, I think my last one is that I need to eat some crow on an episode of Target Date. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, on an episode of Tardy Takes where I called Bond of Friendship a mistake that should have never even been printed
2: because
1: (laughs) I still stand by how you can use it especially in solo to just like break the math of the game in unfun ways Yeah, but my Tardy Takes deck this year like last year and the year before when I had like the Bond of Friendship mediocre stuff deck even those I felt were like kind of pushing the limits of like too powerful of a deck the tardy takes deck like having bond of friendship as a crutch to make sure that the deck didn't suck allowed me (laughs) to play a lot of really fun cards that never get played ever um and i think that using that as a as a case for why you can use bond of friendship made it super fun like my deck could have never functioned using some of those crazy Wind from the Sea plays, Free People plays, Message from Elrond plays, without just having the four heroes there just to prop it up enough that it wasn't terrible. Um so I guess I have to say some nice things about Bond of Friendship there. And that that's what I'll say. I, I still think I hate some of the things that can be done with it, but if you if you build around it the way I did, uh it allows you to do some pretty neat things in the game, and I loved my Tardy Takes deck. I will bring it next year.
0: Well, the, the, the true thing is that uh, only a true visionary could have plotted out a show to create a deck of such synergy. Yeah. Um, so I really just gotta pat myself on the back for
1: uh, You Tardy and the random go. number generator for the first half of the show or so.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, pure, pure genius is what allowed uh, that deck to happen. Um, Which is a stark contrast to my deck, which uh, was a huge piece of dump. It
1: was was not good. Um, But you know what? You've got hilarious alt arts for, for days since you had the huge sideboard with it. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, classic fashion of the way that we are, too. You made a deck that was, like, functional, and I was just like, I am only making cards that I think are funny that I can put yep. on so <laughs> And then I was like, the deck doesn't work! I didn't think about this part. I only thought about what was funny. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's pretty much describes the show, really, to be honest. <laughs>
1: yep. So, I mean, yeah, um, perfect. Perfect.
0: Uh, yep. So, um... I think the other thing, too, is, uh... That was probably the best note to end on was the hilarious joke here. Uh... Quests... I, yeah, I w- maybe should have uh, had a little bit more discernment in uh, choosing what I played, I think, um, for quests. I did play Foundation Zone, which was, which was, like, uh, my number one that I wanted to play, so playing that twice was totally fine with me. Um... But, yeah, I think maybe I should have paid a little bit more attention to what I ended up playing. Um... I didn't yep. always have the best time on what I played. I think I think um, maybe not the the strongest um, combination of stuff to play too, um, in terms of where it shook out. Whatever you know, I think could have been a factor too. Um, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I still had fun, even if I would be like. You know, if I were to give letter grades to my times of uh, funness for playing it, I don't think I would be giving A's and B's to most of them, but uh, I still had fun. I, I, we said this before, it's not necessarily so much about the game itself as as much like just hanging out,
1: right? Definitely. And I did much so, more of that this year. The game is a way to bring us all together, um, and then we get to have fun together when we're there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's 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 how I feel too. Is that it's like, I mean, I even told this to like my coworkers. I'm like, yeah, it's a card game convention, but well, besides the fact that I feel like I uh, would we <laughs> look at how much video I have freaking uh, saved, it doesn't seem like I ever played a game. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's mostly just to go hang out and meet, see people that I don't see very often and have you know catch up and goof off more so than play the game. It's not, we're not playing at a tournament or anything, it's just kind of yeah, just go in there to relax and hang out, so mm-hmm. I, thi- I think uh, do you have anything else to add? Or I, have, I have a closing thought. I do not. Okay, um, yeah, I think, I think the closing thought that I would have for people who so if you've made it to the end here, I assume you probably went, I guess if you didn't and you did listen to this all um Sicko's committee would like your um application, please um but if you haven't gone and you have listened to this or whatever and, or the first one too, I think we 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 mentioned on it too is I think um I would just say focus on just going to have like a good time and and you you don't have to be like really serious about. I mean, we, were we very serious at all on this episode about the games that we played? Not really. Um, I think in basically every game we played, we we were fooling around to some extent with either the, the decks we played or um, the actual game itself. So, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I would say if you're if you were thinking about going and didn't go, or you know, you were you're reflecting upon your experience there, it's just like you know, just cut back, relax, it, like, you know, as I said, it's not a tournament, you don't have to, um, even though I, I earlier said I wish I had done more research into, like, what, uh, just because I hadn't played these in so long is the reason why I wish I had done it, because it was like, ah, damn, I forgot about so much stuff, and I thought I just knew, and that was uh, that was a mistake.
1: Um, you know, just, like, take it easy, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's It's a... Very laid back relaxed convention with a lot of great people that put it on, thanks to the freemen of the north for for all your hard work doing that, and then a lot of cool people that fly in from all over the country to to come hang out together
0: yeah, and um, thanks to Portillos for some interesting experiences there uh, and uh, some good midwestern food and uh Please sponsor us. <laughs> I'm trying here. We gotta... I guess... Oh, uh, no. You bought the... You bought the sleeves for our sponsorship. This is not... This yeah. is like me going and buying portillos and then pretending I got sponsored. What am I doing here? Uh, well, I know we're not going to get a sponsorship from B-Dubs because I shit-talked them in the vlog. So <laughs> We're never going to get one from the Bisco because I shit-talked Chadward. Uh What am I doing here? Anyway... Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I guess uh, Road to Rings won't be back until 2024 because obviously Mm -hmm. why would there be another episode? Uh, This is it for it, so if you were at the con and you said hi to us, uh, thanks, we do appreciate it. Uh, And if you didn't make it, hopefully we can see you sometime in the future. Um... Don't be afraid if you're a new player. Um, If you're a lapsed player, it doesn't matter either. Um, People are just there to have fun. So, I hope this episode was fun, and we will see everybody um, on this feed sometime in the future.